immediately I'm already sick of all of the Christmas shit that I want to watch is, you know, bouncing around from app to app instead of just letting me watch the damn thing on TV. I'm already tired of it. How many apps can I have? Dude, and how many and how many new Christmas movies can they come out with? I, ah, I can't believe humbug. it's real. I can't believe it's real. <laughs> Every time I pull up Hulu, there's a new there's a new Christmas movie that has a uh, a B rated <laughs> star studded cast <laughs> of great. like oh I think that's the guy from that one show that one time oh I think she's played in I think she was an extra in that one thing one time yeah. you know I didn't really realize how um, like low key popular Hallmark shit is around the holidays like oh, yeah. like what I mean is people that you would never think would watch something like that like any other time of year. They are watching Hallmark movies. Yes. Yeah. My dad told me that my mom is just excited for Christmas because of all the new Hallmark movies. And I went, how many can there be? (laughs) And apparently there's lots. They're cranking it up during a pandemic. (laughs) Yes, they are. Every, every studio in the world shut down except for Hallmark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're booming. They're, they can't, they can't uh, make the ornaments fast enough, but they can churn out movies. Yeah, there's, a, there's, a, uh, just, there's the Hallmark bubble and there's the NBA bubble, and then we're going we're gonna to watch history. We're going to see who did it better. You know, oh, it's, my gosh. Another funny thing is I saw uh, some people posting about uh, – or some pictures of old Christmas advertising from the nineties. And one of the, uh, it was a best, best buy or a target ad. I can't remember, but one of the selling features was $2 off, uh, any CD over nine ninety nine for four hours. Wait, I Can don't you imagine know. where they, when that would be a selling point, we got to get to Best Buy to save two dollars <laughs> yes. off a ten dollar CD within this four hour window. Right I now, miss. there is you cannot get anybody to do sh- shit anymore <laughs> for music whatsoever. No. Hey, why don't you pre save this to Spotify, dude? Don't tell me to do anything, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> We were we were going to Best Buy within a four hour window to save two dollars on Metallica, the Black Album. Do you realize how many times <laughs> I would I would get to Best Buy at ten in the morning on a Tuesday to buy a CD for five ninety nine and then just look around because I just saved that six bucks. Uh, <laughs> you were lost later to death. Yes, and I just I mean I bet you, I bet you back in the day I was going to Best Buy two hundred times a year, and now. I don't know when the last time I've been in one is. I do. We were on tour buying Switch games. Yeah, we bought uh, the Mario Mario U. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I think that I think was we it. go to we go to Best Buy one because I have a card, so you know <laughs> yeah. that's always fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but if if you know our band, uh, Matt is a gamer, but we all have Switches and we all like to play. So when we're on tour, we're always going to a Best Buy at least once. I bought yep. AirPods on the last tour. Uh, Best for, Buy? Yeah, Best Buy. 
Uh, yeah, I got AirPods for Christmas gifts or something. Maybe it was this year. Maybe so. Maybe it wasn't a Christmas gift. Maybe it was just a gift. I guess you're right. I do go. I do go to Best Buy and Tour. It is the spot if you're going to buy a new it video is. game. It's it where is. you where we're going to go. All right. So we're yeah. we're officially Speaking. in the podcast. Let me let me do an intro real quick, and then we'll just roll. Um, it is November thirtieth today. This will probably go up December first, so this <laughs> might be negated. We have a web show on December fifth. And that is anybody that bought anything in November, you get a ticket to the show. Um, if you're listening to this too late, sorry, but there's going to be a show and you're going to miss it. But if you did buy something in November, thank you so much for doing that. And we'll see you at the web show. Um, and we have some cool stuff planned for the, till the end of the year. And we even have, oddly enough, we have next year, some of next year planned, which seems like a, we're more of a pandemic than a pandemic band at this point. Um, but don't yeah, keep your yeah. So keep your uh, <laughs> keep your eyes open for that. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Key intro music. Heights podcast. All right, that's it. <laughs> okay, now we're now we're officially doing it. So what were you going to say, Poppy? Best Buy. Let's go back. Yeah, yeah. Let's go back. <laughs> I need to go, but I will not go. What do you need? I actually, I don't need to go. I just kind of want to go. So <laughs> I just I go online. I just kind of hate buying shit online now. Like really, I, I want. Yeah. You trying to support that small business, Best Buy? <laughs> yeah. No, no, I don't even care. I don't even care about the store. I'm just, I'm getting kind of tired of like trying to jump through the hoops of like, well, how much is free shipping? Like, what do I have to do to get free shipping? Like, <laughs> yeah. Can I just go to the damn store and buy something? I know I can. I just don't want to. Can I just pay the tax, open it in the car, and then look at the box without the shrink wrap and then put it back in the bag in the drywall? Yeah, I just... I, <laughs> I, I think, I mean, I used to love like shopping online because like, I don't have to go anywhere. This year, I just want to go somewhere to buy some shit. And I can't. Or no, I should you, say, you I, can. I can. I don't want to. <laughs> you shouldn't, but you can. Uh, but yeah, I did. All my Christmas shopping is done. And I did Damn. it all online. Yeah, I'm done. Damn. I got to be honest with you. I don't want to buy anything. Like, I, I don't look at anything. I don't peruse online. I definitely, absolutely do not want to go to a store. But I think that I am just over it. Not Christmas. I'm not over Christmas whatsoever. I love it. I am over purchasing. I'm just done. I, I, I've, I'm, I feel like I, I've owned enough in my life. What are you going to do with, with your 2000 Funko Pops? <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> like, I don't want anything. Sell them the French fry. I, like I was trying, like Nikki was asking me, what, uh, what do uh, you want for Christmas? And we, we have the same conversation every year because I never want anything. 
Um, and it's not even because I buy anything. Like, that was the best thing about the pandemic for me is <laughs> I didn't change up my lifestyle because I don't buy things. You know, like, I for saving money and stuff like that because we're not earning money or anything. Like, I, it's not like I'm used to, like, going and buying a bunch of stuff personally other than, like, you know, going to the grocery and stuff like that. I don't really count that. But, like, I'm, like... I'm seeing all this like Black Friday shit and uh, Cyber Monday stuff. And like, I can't even get myself to like look at it. I just don't care. I don't know. Maybe I'm just like the most uninterested person in the world or whatever. But like, if I want to listen to something, Spotify's there. So I don't have to like consider anything like that. Um, I own every piece of like musical gear that I could want to own. Anything past that would be frivolous. Uh, video games, my brain can't even comprehend a 2020 <laughs> video game. Uh, so like I, I just, clothes come on. <laughs> I, have so, I have so many clothes, there's only like seven days a week Guys are stupid. We wear the same pants every day with the same shoes, and then change a t-shirt. So what you know you, what I mean? So, like so, so let's 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 really break it down. So when we get that Adidas sponsorship that we were looking for, don't send JT anything. He's good. Yeah, the three of yeah. us. Bring it on. Bring well, see, it on. <laughs> bring it on, here's, baby. <laughs> here's the thing. Sh I love it. Real quick, real quick. We all showed our shoes on an audio only podcast, by the way. Just for the <laughs> listeners. That was just for you. Yeah. Just for shall, the listeners. Shall we procure an Adidas sponsorship? I would gladly partake a couple of track suits to wear around the house, but that would do me good for the next five years. And then we would have this conversation again. What, and I would what? be like, I haven't bought anything in five years since the great. Adidas heist when it was free. <laughs> now let's let's if we're gonna talk Adidas track suits, we're gonna reference some Beastie Boy videos and we're gonna Hell put yeah. that order in. Like we want to look like the Beastie Boys, ninety four. Yep, sabotage Adidas that era, or uh, the what you want that video. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep, I, I, I like when the when all this started. So I've always been like the type of person that I mean I haven't really bought anything in years, like anything substantial or anything that cool. But after this, like there'd be times at Target and I'm like, oh, look at this coffee mug. I'm gonna get that. Or, oh, there's a tumbler and I just stopped doing that. And I am as happy or as miserable, whichever way you wanna look at it, the same without all that shit. <laughs> that, that's what I'm saying. That's like, I just, and I'm not, I'm not saying that people shouldn't buy things. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying that I don't find joy in it. You, you so like, are, do you think you're going to like a minimalist kind of vibe? Do you want to start getting rid of stuff? I, I know that you don't like things, so you kind of have a minimalist uh, tendency. Yeah. Yeah, I do. But I've had, I've been this way for like probably like five years, maybe. Um, and I don't really have anything to, to like get rid of. I could, I could get rid of some of my gear for sure, but like not to the point where I, I want to like give it away or anything like that. Um, it's, a, I guess it's like a, a comforting thing. Like 
I don't know. I just don't. Money is so hard to earn, specifically in the music industry, that I don't find any joy in spending it on just things. You know what I mean? Like I'm happy to make my house payment every month and uh, I don't have a car payment right now because my cars are paid off. But like, I don't know. Like, I just don't find any joy in, like, let's say, going to H&M and buying, like, a new flannel or something like that. Like, I find no joy in it. Uh, so I, I don't do it. I don't know. I don't, it's probably totally a me thing. And I'm not even saying it's a good personality <laughs> trait. <laughs> I'm just saying that, like, I think the last thing that I, I did buy was a Switch. So whatever year that came out... That would be the the last time I bought something for for like myself as like an enjoyment, an, an, ex, thing. an extra thing. Yeah, like I I've been on a not not a hardcore thing, but I've been buying pants because I just don't have that many pair anymore. Yeah. So I've been like I'm buying some pants just for work, but then I bought myself a few pair of pants. I try to get them on sale or like used. I'm not buying them new. Because pants are expensive as hell. Um, it's so dumb how much a, like a pair of pants cost. Yeah, and and what really sucks is like I have now at the shop I'm ruining them all. So I'm like, oh, you can't wear like the pants that you want to wear because they were expensive and you're gonna get ink all over them. You know, so, what we should get is we should get those freaking overalls from Dickies. We're gonna get a Dickie sponsorship. Yeah, we all bought stuff from Carhartt in January. We could have bought some there. Those overalls there. I, I actually bought uh, Nikki a set of those. Maybe I can. She, she I prob- wears them a lot. I probably can't wear wear the same size, but you know, just <laughs> something like that, where that way you put it over whatever you're wearing, and then if you get ink on it, who cares? And then you wash them every once in a while. But you know, it's better than an apron. I think aprons are kind of annoying to wear. A- aprons are great in the summertime at the shop because I'm always wearing shorts. So, like, if I get ink on my leg, I don't care. But, like, they don't cover my pants all the way down. Yeah. And, and I don't want to wear a long apron. I don't really want to wear anything over top, but the, but the coveralls are exactly <laughs> for that um, purpose. So it's not a terrible idea. I think that you guys could solve two – kill two birds of one stone here you buy beekeepers outfits <laughs> and you can print in them and go straight to the store without a mask oh my god that's a good Great idea story. i think I mean, or you can buy that old like jacques Cousteau, uh, <laughs> you know what i'm talking about the little glass thing yeah, yeah. the frog the frog man suit <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah well we'll we'll get that for jt we'll get him back in h&m get him shopping <laughs> My uh, my splurge of the entire pandemic so far is this little Nintendo thing that I got. That was my one my one expense. Here's the the thing with me. Like Leo's like, what do you want for Christmas? I'm like, everything I want is like two thousand dollars. I either want nothing or I want like other world. like mm-hmm. expensive shit, like music gear. I would want music gear, but the cheapest thing I want is literally nine hundred dollars. <laughs> like that is the cheapest outside of a plug-in, which who buys a plug-in for Christmas? You just get that, like there's a download code in your email. <laughs> like, Yeah, and it's, it's not because you're a, I like nice things guy. No. It's because the barrier to entry for like <laughs> pro audio is, <laughs> is just expensive. 
It's yeah, you're like, like I want that. It is that price. Done. You're, you're either uh, fucking Timbaland and Post Malone, or you can't afford it. Right. Uh, let, really quick while we're on the topic of gear, um, I'm just going to put it out there. I'm trying to sell my uh, two-channel interface to get a four-channel. So if anybody wants to hit me up, do it. Did you say four-chan? Yeah, four-chan. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I'm kind of in that. Every time I look at that, I'm like, I don't need it. I just want to do, uh, just for demoing, I want to do a three mic setup and I can only do two on my current thing, but I'm like, it's $500 or whatever, $600. And I'm like, I don't need it. Like it's, I'm not recording drums every day. So I just, I can't justify buying it, but I definitely can't while I have one sitting here that works. That's like right now, the one thing I want really bad is an Apollo twin. And that is, that is like, I know I want it really bad. And I know the second I get it, I'm like, I don't even give a shit about this thing. Like, it's like buying batteries for something. Do you know what I mean? I think Matt did. Oh, I froze. Oh, Matt, the host. Oh, Come back to us. The host with the most. Well, this is a three-person podcast for a trap. Oh, no. Oh no. Oh, it says Hawthorne Heights is the host now. Oh my God. He's, he's my back, zo- baby. My Zoom quit. Everything quit. My whole computer just went down. It says it's still recording. There's no way I trust that. Uh, so we're back, I guess. Y- I don't know. I'll you went, you went, you went away and a little pop-up window said, you are the host now on my screen. <laughs> like what? <laughs> And then you came back in and it said Hawthorne Heist is the host now. But Zoom Zoom like literally quit and then uh and then it was gone off my screen and then I clicked Zoom again and now now it's just back. And it says it's still uh, recording. I don't trust that, but I can't trust that. Well, do you want to what you want to stop it just 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 to be safe? I would say, yeah, let's stop recording. Hold on. How about this? I'm just going to we're recording now. We'll just have a bumpy start to recording because we have a bumpy ending to whatever just happened on Zoom. So we're back after a Zoom shutdown. Uh, if you hear an edit chop, uh, yeah, it was an edit chop that you heard. All right. So what were we talking about? We were talking about how I don't want. <laughs> I don't want to buy anything. I don't want to receive anything. I don't want anything yeah. uh, in the form of a purchase or gift. Nothing. It's hey, so weird. Are getting bigger at my house, though. It's so weird because back in the day, I remember when when Spotify became a thing, and I'm like, and Netflix became a thing, and I was like, I don't want to not own things. Like I was like, I was like, I don't want to pay pay real money and then not get something in return. And now my brain says the idea of not getting something in return, like not having something else around, is I would actually pay more for that. Like I would pay more to not have the stuff now. Whereas whenever Netflix came out, I was like, I'm not giving Netflix money and not owning something. That's ridiculous. But now I'm like, yes, please. I'll pay double. You Just know what's don't, crazy? Don't put anything in my house. So I've been, I've been to the store a few times. I had to get some stuff for my Christmas tree. And uh, on 
like the week leading up to Thanksgiving uh, and up to Black Friday, Meyer had DVDs galore on sale. And like <laughs> some, and, and like, so they had like the, the Watchmen series for like $7 on DVD. Like they had like some of these like Westworld, like for $7. And I was kind of like, okay, this is like old school throwback um, Black Friday stuff. But I'm like looking at it and I'm like, why well, can't play this? Like it doesn't have a digital download copy in it. And that's what I need. And I'm like, yeah. just sell me the digital download for $7. Keep the damn DVD <laughs> yeah. packaging, save the plastic, but give me the deal on the movie. Like I don't want the DVD. I almost bought Elf because I don't own it, but I'm like, how am I going to watch it? <laughs> Like I just I just want to see that damn movie and it's not playing anywhere online. You have to you have to pay for it. Yeah. Um, Tis the season, man. Yeah, and, and it's yeah, and it's just a movie I want to see because apparently it's hot shit. I don't know it. You've never seen it, Elf? I think I've seen it one time. Wait, with Buddy the Elf? You've never seen it? Will I think with, it, Will, I think Will it's Will one Ferrell, of those. Right? Yeah. 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 I think it's you either absolutely love it or you don't get it. And, and that's the thing. I don't know. And I can't watch it. So I almost bought it. But I didn't because it didn't have a digital download. So whoever's got the, whoever's got it, it's probably on Amazon Prime. I could probably rent for $4. So maybe yeah. I'll have to do that. I think when I moved, I took, I took all my DVDs to Goodwill. Uh, so if you want to check Goodwill in, in Oakwood, they might have it. that thing that thing's gone and it's probably more expensive there yeah it's 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 been circulated it's the second time around now you know um, i think they're closed what second time around i i I don't know for sure because i don't go down there a ton but i don't know if they're if they've been open during this whole pandemic i'm not sure either now that i think about it yeah like I, i know that's a bummer i mean i don't think they like close their doors but i don't know if they're doing anything i mean would you buy it right now would you buy a used dvd that came out of a duffel bag no i wouldn't uh, i mean if it was elf <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I mean i guess i'm going to the store and buying things that have been touched by like when you go buy groceries or christmas lights which i did a couple nights ago yeah but those came out by. of a semi truck these come out of a duffel bag doesn't matter. <laughs> really they still doesn't. got. They still have people touching all over them. That's right. Got somebody doesn't. picking their nose and touching it. Got somebody wiping their mouth, touching it, <laughs> wiping their you're, eyes. You're painting a picture here, buddy. <laughs> well, I, I'm I'm an artiste. Speaking and of you, stuff to buy, I think I think if I was if I wanted some more stuff, I think I would just go to HawthorneHeightsStore.com and buy some stuff there. Well, That's the only woo! stuff. I, that's the only stuff I can imagine wanting at this point. You know, we got I mean? all the stuff that you could want, all the mm-hmm. stuff that anybody could want. We, uh, man, we're getting ready to have to start shipping that stuff out. Luckily, our fans have been nice. They've been making some purchases. A lot of people have bought the biggest package, which is surprising. Uh, so we do want to say thank you for that. Um, yeah. Man. Trying to sell stuff around the holidays is, is it's kind of rough because you, A, you got a lot of competition. Every band is trying to do something and then every big box retailer is trying to do something. So essentially your tiny ass band 
is competing with Nike and Adidas right now. And it's competing with Apple and it's competing, you know, like you have all this stuff and then you're just hoping, you know, maybe they'll, Buy a T-shirt from you or something. Well, right now, right like now that. we're competing with rent and food. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what. In 2020, you're 100 percent correct. <laughs> like, and and if the choice is food or a T-shirt, get the food, and come grab a T-shirt in January or something. But it's just weird, yeah. like, because I'm I look at all this stuff on the internet and it's like it is full on snowing here. Um, I look at all this stuff and it's like. Black Friday, like I'll just name a company that I follow, like Huckberry, which is like an outdoor place. Huckberry, and they're like, come check our Black Friday sales, 25% off store-wide. And I'm like, that means nothing. I have mm-hmm. seen that phrase 20,000 times by every store. Like mm-hmm. none of it means anything now. Like remember, in yeah. the, you used to watch TV and there was a commercial for like a toy or something. And you're like, that is the sickest it would like completely take over your brain. Like He-Man slime <laughs> would completely take over your brain for like 20 minutes. Now there's so many things flying at my face. I don't give a shit about any of it, none of it. And you're going to give me 25% off. Like if somebody said like free, like if I saw an ad on Instagram and it was like, click this and it's free. I'd be like, I'm not putting in my address. Like I just do not care for any, like all of it is, it's all on sale. The internet is 25% off. And then it's like Black Friday, Small Business Saturday, fucking whatever Sunday, Cyber Monday, fucking dipshit Tuesday. I mean, God, just put it on sale or don't. I don't know what, and then we're trying to, but I feel like the internet still pretends everything's normal. And then it's like, man, you're just, there are people that don't have any money, lots of them. I mean, we are, I was thinking about this yesterday. We are in the exact moment where people are trying to figure out if they have rent money and companies are starting to show uh, $250,000 trips to space for for just recreational purposes at the exact same time. (laughs) We we are flying to space for a quarter million dollars or you're scrounging up the money for food. Those are the two... Those are the two things happening at the same time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there is no way to navigate this life right now and be healthy about it. It's like it's that, mentally exhausting. Yeah, that, that's okay. It's crazy. It's. I was just gonna say that is exactly why. Like, I can't even fathom buying anything, which is hilarious for me to hear Poppy go. Yeah, man, I considered buying a DVD the other day, but I don't have anywhere to play it. <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I've been thinking a lot about this, actually. The office is about to go off of Netflix, right? And I think, speaking of buying DVDs, I think I'm going to go through and start buying some DVDs because there are going to be things that are going to get canceled beyond the streaming services along the lines of the office will eventually get canceled. Um, you mean there canceled, are, canceled as in just taken off a streaming service? Yeah, or? like enough people, enough purple-haired people on Twitter will get mad at them for whatever, and then it will just not be worth fighting, and then I'll just have to have the DVD because I want to watch stuff like mm-hmm. that. Uh, so I think I'm going to amass a collection of uh, Fahrenheit 451-type things. Mm. Getting I don't know, man. That's, that's a little too far in the bunker for me. Hey, man. 
Hey, yeah, when but- when Antifa and hardcore Christians are burning Harry Potter, it's time to start building a collection. <laughs> Woo-wee. <laughs> when the two sides that- when the two sides collide over Harry Potter, it's time to it's time to get a black box of shit that might get canceled for no little to no reason. <laughs> I don't really like <clears throat> that's another one of uh, I don't I don't know if you want to call it a quirk or what whatever. Like I just don't I don't know how I want to say this. I don't um, mindlessly watch, <clears throat> sorry, mindlessly watch things over and over that I've already seen. So like if the office disintegrated and was never to be heard from again, I've already seen it. Like I do, like right. I literally <clears throat> know the jokes. I do not want to watch somebody tell me the same joke that I've already. How could that possibly be funny again to me? Well, in, in my in my head, there's going to be a time in in forty years where somebody's like, "Man, this show this show is so crazy on TV," and it's going to be like two people making spit wads and like shooting them at a wall. And then I'm like, "You want to see crazy? Come to the black box." Back in the day, well, Blazing, you know, Blazing I, Saddles. I, this movie right here, like I want to do that. I want to be that guy with the box of stuff. Like, whoa! Well, I didn't realize that I was talking to a historian here. I want to yeah. blow the future's mind <laughs> with the history of fun. Like back in the day, we used to have fun, and now, like, I want to be the guy. I want to be the guy on the block with the black box of. Uh, I feel like I'm singing that Stroke Nine song with my little <laughs> black, my little black backpack. The guy down the block with the little black box. But yeah, to, to me, like, <laughs> I just, I don't know. I, it's a me problem. I'm not, like I've said before, I'm not faulting anybody for what hobbies they have or what they, what kind of enjoyment they get out of life because I, I truly think that, like, do, do what you want to do. I don't want to make anybody feel bad for one to, to buy a t-shirt or for one to watch Arrested Development over and over. Like if that is a very harmless thing uh, and people like literally do heroin. So if if the, your way to get through life is little tiny micro things that make you smile and have a good time, by all means, have fun and do it. That's just not my like yeah. I just don't care about it. I don't know why I don't care about it because like, and I, and what I mean is, is needing to own it. So like I own almost every streaming service. I don't know how, I don't know why, and I don't know when, <laughs> but I fucking have them all. <laughs> Me too. Uh, He's bundled. I've, <laughs> I've collected, I've amassed them all. And I'm going to tell you this, it's not my fault. Um, <laughs> But like that is enough. So I will I'll watch what's on, not what I want to watch. So I never feel, man, I really want to watch two episodes of Arrested Development right now. Although if there were two episodes of Arrested Development on, you know, like that would be fine with me. I don't need to like, I don't need at all times of my life to be able to access everything I've ever seen before in fear, in fear that at 7.52 one night, I will not be able to watch it. I will watch what is available to me is what I'm saying. 
I love, I love that you say, I don't need access, but I do have access to every streaming service possible. Absolutely. He's got the Roku. He's got, you probably pay monthly to Zoom. You got uh, what else? <laughs> everything. I have everything. Dude, when, so when I got rid of cable, Digital I'm like, feet. this kind of sucks because there, there is times I want to watch like, a, like Chopped or something just in the background while I'm doing something else. But there are those throwaway shows on Netflix. So I'll just be like, okay, cool. The British Baking Challenge. And then I'll just log emails for these web shows with that in the background. Yeah. It fills the it'll same exact the, purpose. It'll, it'll scratch the itch. That's what I'm saying. Like I, I don't want to own anything. Therefore, like if, if for some reason on all 12 of these fucking streaming things that I'm subscribing to, if for some reason Arrested Development is not available on it, I will just move forward I, with I, something else. I am going to be the debate moderator. Poppy, I feel like he is slamming you. So oh. I'm going to let you J go. No, no, J no, 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 no. I'm kidding. Not at all. Not J at all. JT always uses me as his control. <laughs> he hates my life. So he'll always pick nah, on you're, me. You're, now, here, here, a, lot of, a lot of people are like you. We're two different people. It's not you. There, there's like, and it's all the exact same type of person. So every Arrested Development person also likes The Simpsons. They also like The Office. They also like Seinfeld. And I like all of those things. But for some reason, there's some something that they all need to access in their brain to continually watch those four shows over and over again. Uh, and I, I don't possess that. And that's not a bad thing or a good thing whatsoever. I just... It's not because of those four shows are bad or anything. They're, they're incredible shows. It's just whatever uh, serotonin, like whatever that hits when you watch it, it doesn't hit with me. And it's, that's, not a, that's not a bad thing whatsoever. Like I have that exact same serotonin hit when like Back to the Future comes on or The Goonies or... Um, uh, stand by me, you know, stuff from my childhood. I have, I have that serotonin hit. So like, I'm not like, uh, I'm not immune to it or whatever. So I'm definitely not like shit talking those shows or anything. And I'm just using those as, as an example, because uh, yeah, I sure. see, I see online a lot where people freak out when they hear that, like uh, Arrest Development's going to be removed or the office is going to be removed or put on a different pay site or something like that. I only, because they, they create, for some reason, they create a lot of controversy. Those specific ones. Well, they're just massive uh, money the, makers. They make massive, yeah. massive amounts of money. Yeah, yeah. It, friends and stuff like that. And they're, they're all absolute classics. And I'm not like, I'm not faulting anything like that. I'm just saying that like, once I've seen something in the half hour show format, like I'm, I'm out. I have, I've a, seen I have the, a rebuttal. The jokes. Okay. I, I actually, ha and I have, and I have another question before we move on. So Matt, you gave your thing and then I, I okay. Okay. My rebuttal is I'm doomsday prepping for the future of entertainment. And you're yes. going to, you're going to, you're going to need me someday. <laughs> you're gonna say, you're gonna say, Matt. There's a big problem. The pandemic was in 2020, 
and it's 2035. And back in 2020, remember that, how crazy that was? Well, all the late night shows figured out that they could do Zoom and call it TV shows. So now there is no produced television shows. Everybody's, it's just Rob Dyrdek's ridiculousness and Jimmy Kimmel interviewing John Voight over Zoom. Can you please send me a couple shows? I haven't seen a show in 15 years. Nobody's producing television because nobody's watching TV. And there's nothing on anymore except this old guy interviewing this old guy and they both have bad internet, but somehow they're millionaires. I need something. And then me and Poppy are going to hoard the Simpsons and all this shit for ourselves. And you're going to have to watch Jimmy Kimmel interview Seth Meyers over Zoom. So you enjoy I'll, yourself. I'll sneak in and make millions off a new pill I have that makes you forget every yeah. episode of Friends. Then, so and, when you rewatch it, it's like the first time. And then, <laughs> and then JT's like, man, remember those shows like back in the day, like The Office? And then his daughter is going to say, dad, we're in a post-television world. We're all on TikTok. Nobody watches TV and you're going to be dying to watch Gilligan's Island. You're like, your give boy's me something gonna, over 15 seconds. And your boy's going to have it on Blu-ray and then you're going to have to go buy a Blu-ray player on eBay like an old you savage. Know, you, know what sucks about, you know what sucks about all of this? Is my daughter is actually Poppy's personality and it drives me crazy every day. I'm not joking. She will sit there and just fucking rip 10 hours of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And, and, and I'll be like, dude, what are you doing? And she's like, I just watched two seasons today. This rules. Oh my God. <laughs> and, I'm like, and I'm like, do something else. Do anything else. She's like spit all over her shirt, like just three plates of food. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, walk around the block, do something. And then she'll be like, you know, like next week she'll watch, it'll be The Office. She'll rip the entire season of The Office in a week because Zoom school is stupid. See, I have a massive like, appreciation for the fact that when we drive on tour and I hear a giggle from the back seat. And Poppy is just watching episode 32 of season five of something randomly. I love that. That he's seen 15 times that he's still laughing at. I think there is going, I think there's going to be something massively nostalgic about, I think produced TV shows, the way they were like actually writers, the whole deal. I think it might be done. I think it's over because that can make more money just like, I mean, ridiculousness and all those shows started this. I think that they could all make more money just saying like, check out this funny TikTok video and then have two celebrities, I'm air quoting for the audio listeners, celebrities uh, giggle about it. I think that's going to be more shareable because it's all clickable and shareable and all that. I'm not sure it's shareable to have a 35-minute well-written produced TV show anymore. Yeah, so I'm preparing they're, they're, for the future. Okay, so I, I got I got a lot of things. Hit me. But I'm gonna st- I'm gonna start off with in the in the sense of binging and watching things I've seen a million times. So a few months ago, or maybe a month ago, it's been a little bit. I started watching the league again. So it's on Hulu. I pay for it, um, and I'm like, what the hell? I'm gonna dive in. I got nothing else to do. They're 22 minutes long. I watch a couple, 
while I'm eating breakfast or something. Um, I got to season seven and I didn't know there was a season seven. <laughs> I had no idea. I'm like, I've not seen these episodes. So I'm actually watching episodes I've never seen before. And the only reason why I'm even seeing those is because I started watching a show that I was familiar with because I, I like to watch shows that I know in the background, like Matt likes to put on chopped. I just want to hear the jokes. I know I want to be able to tune out and tune in whenever I want and just have something on. So that's why I like, if I'm watching the Simpsons, which I'm also doing right now, I'm watching cause I'm paying attention to like the jokes I might've missed or like the gags I might've missed, but like a sitcom, like a Seinfeld or office, like I can put it on and not pay attention. So yeah, I got like, I've got a whole new season of the league and uh, last season is not that great. <laughs> but do you think like, like, do you think that they're going to be making shows like, I mean, the, yeah, there's I, no yeah. way. Be, okay. So back into the streaming services, you guys, we all have, I have at least five that I'm paying for. Some of those, I got HBO to watch a new show that they, that they produced. What People show? Get, uh, I think it was The Outsider. Okay. Watch The Undoing. Okay. Um, I just finished it. I have not. Uh, then, I've got the last episode to watch, but it's so good. And then you also have Lovecraft on there. You have Westworld on there. There are shows that people like Netflix, they're, they're all competing because we've all gotten rid of cable and now we're going to streaming. Yeah, I, they, I disagree. They are, they are making shows to get you to sign up like, oh, well, we, this is an exclusive show with this with this actor or this producer. And Stranger Things. Stranger. Netflix. If you didn't already yeah. have it, you have it now. Well, they're in the con they're in the content business at this point. They're not yeah. cable. They're content. So sure. Like I got Disney Plus because of the Mandalorian. Like a lot of people. And yeah. I, they're, I kept they're only it. as good as their original content sure. or or what they're uh licensing. Yeah. yeah. So like Which, the, like HBO and that's the has biggest friends. thing. Um and, that's and, Max and, though. Well, I have I, I have that. I got that Max. I'm in. Now Yeah, I'm just saying that like it's and that, it's and weird that licensing is like the biggest game in town now. Well in that in that world I was just that that guy I was telling you about on the podcast, we might listen, it's called Pivot, but Scott Galloway is great. But he's saying he was saying like right now, like Netflix is the king of content. Like they're the ones they're like releasing new stuff, like actually new that they own every day, like literally every day. And the rest, yeah, of you them, know what? the rest of them are trying to license their way back into the game by saying, let's steal friends from Netflix. Let's steal this yeah, from Netflix that, to try to license their way to becoming somebody that makes content like Netflix. Sure. Like it's, yeah. it's weird. It's an interesting game being played. Well, Netflix is kind of like the original you know, like they're, they were the first kind of streaming service. So they've had years to build the revenue. So now they have the money and they're just like everybody in the world. Like I remember going to Arizona, like in the two early two thousands and Jamie Wolford got Netflix DVDs. And I was like, what in the fuck is this red little package? Mm -hmm. Now people don't even know that you used to be able to get DVDs, but 
they they're so big like they've been huge for so long that it's kind of like amazon you you just can't get away from it like you know you everybody you know has netflix everybody yes everybody not i don't know a single person who doesn't in their house have netflix now the other streaming services so i wanted to make a comment like we all got rid of cable actually i haven't had cable in over 10 years you guys did yeah i bet we pay more for streaming services than we ever did for cable no way you don't think so? No, no cable have. was like 160 bucks a month. I paid oh, I paid 180 dollars in Dayton for oh. cable. Oh shit! Okay, I thought it was like 60 dollars for cable. No, 60 dollars is basic, like literally basic. Yeah. Cable. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I haven't had cable. The second you want to watch know. baseball games or something like that, you're buying. You, you ain't you're in buying the a package. Yeah, okay. you're getting Fox Sports Ohio and all that. Like you're buying something else. Okay. And, and right. then after a while, it gets out of control, and then you're dropping 160 bones a month to watch Chopped in the background while you sit right. on the computer. Okay. All right. So I was I was way off on my figures there. But I did when I moved here. I bought cable for 40, and then it went up to 80 over time because that's just how things are, and it's mm -hmm. just streaming cable. And then I was like, I'm not paying 80 bucks for that. And then I mean, I have Disney, Hulu, Netflix, Amazon. And I'm sure, and HBO, I bet I pay 60 for all that stuff. Yeah, yeah I, I probably pay about 60 because I have like all of the, I don't know. My, if my you include Disney, Spotify, my, all that stuff. Yeah. I think my, I'm at $10,000. <laughs> well, that, that's why you can't afford to buy anything else because you have, you have 35 apps. Yeah, you're like, I'm, I'm really a minimalist. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, the thing is, is, it's like a don't ask, don't tell situation because if it, if it was up to solely me, I would just exist by staring at a wall or a blank sheet of notebook paper and try to fill that up. Now, if we were having family discussions about me, like looking at what our streaming budget was per month, we would have a, probably some issues, but there are certain things that I'm willing to let go for other people's happiness. I don't, pay attention to things like that in other words fiscally i do not pay attention well it's it's just it's easy you just get it you get it once like 10 years ago you put it on auto pay and then you just move along <laughs> yeah. yeah for the rest of your life <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it is i mean it's it's a wild uh it, I, when i see things because i mean hulu has a bunch of stuff like snl like if Chappelle's on H snl i'll watch that um, and then I like, I'll see if like a music artist, like one of tricks point never was on Fallon the other day. So I had to like flip through that. They're still interviewing on zoom. And I'm like, I can't imagine paying cable yeah. for this. Like I cannot imagine wanting to watch a zoom interview with Matthew McConaughey. Like I just can't fathom and calling a cable. Like we're doing one right now. I can't imagine calling this cable television. <laughs> like, <laughs> And feeling good about it. Yeah, I can't imagine doing it. Like I watched, I really like Post Malone as a as a person. Like I think as, as a character, I think he's like interesting and funny and personable. I just really like him. I watched him and Jimmy Fallon on Hulu the other day because they show all the things. I watched him and Jimmy Fallon play beer pong over Zoom. That's why I'm buying DVDs of shows yeah, that are old. That's bullshit. <laughs> That's why. Because if somebody goes, 
Yeah, we're looking at our uh, Q3 numbers from the pandemic year. You know, we made the same amount of money doing a Zoom beer pong as we did actually flying people in for interviews. And then they go, hmm, that's interesting. And then we never get anything made ever again. So, yeah, I definitely think that there's going to, we're in the, the rude awakening phase for sure of stuff that is like, we're learning what's unnecessary to keep a business running. Not us personally in Hawthorne Heights. We can't do shit uh, because nobody's allowed to play shows. So we, Florida. we're not. <laughs> yeah, let's head on down, buddy. <laughs> Fuck it. Um, but you are noticing like there's going to be a rude awakening for like a lot of little tiny things within the business that like are just going to be eliminated. They really are like, yeah. you know, I mean, we have a lot of friends who work for like, you know, fortune 500 companies, you know, whether it be like Kroger or something like that, like they're going to have to decide because they all haven't, haven't been working out of their office, you know, like their high rise office in downtown Cincinnati do we need that high rise office? No. Oh, the you're about to see. You're about no. to see a uh, a business real estate crisis. <laughs> I mean, it's, yes, it's that, about that, to be that, unbelievable. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Uh, but, but I mean, stuff literally, like that. literally, Donald Trump is going to leave office and go. So everybody hates me, and my buildings are worthless. Oh my god! <laughs> like it's going to be insane. Yeah. But all that, all that commercial real estate, like what, what is the point? I mean, who's going to buy, who's going to buy an old Macy's for $17 million? I mean, shit. 100%. Who is going to do that? And then it's like, oh, we can outsource our customer service to India and pay 11 employees to work from home. Jeez. Like the overhead is gone. I mean, it's, it's going to be crazy. But I'm excited. I think it's, I think it's going to be cool basically because I don't have any commercial real estate. So I, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited to see what happens, but the future of entertainment is grim. You better okay. hope show. You better hope show, uh, like live concerts come back because geez. Yeah. It's going to be bad. <clears throat> so I can like sp speaking of live concerts, I guess we probably should talk a little bit about being in a band because that's probably what some of these people want to hear i guess <laughs> but uh can you, i cannot even imagine a record label right now trying to line up a brand new release and waiting for the floodgates to open because they've only they've the way that it's been done in the past is only basing it around your big tour that you have coming up oh you got this big tour all right we'll put the album out surrounding that tour you have been waiting for a year for that tour to materialize so we're we're coming up to the point where every single band in our entire industry all has a new album coming out and if they're hard workers they've got a double disc and they're holding it all back. Yeah. I, 
I think it's <clears throat> I think I next year the buffet is open. I wish that people just release stuff. <laughs> like, so do I. I, th- just I just think it. that that I think that 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 mentality is like we're past that. We're like right now people should be releasing stuff to give people something to do. And maybe maybe people are like it like music is supposed to like affect our lives in a good way and it's supposed to like help us during dark times and it's supposed to help us get through the day and stuff like that like that's actually what people need right now they don't need your marketing plan they don't need your we're going to release our album surrounded by this tour that we have no idea what might happen so every single like major artist is supposed to take the year off i think i think fans are ripe and primed for wanting music right now yeah i think that it i think that we're like neglecting them by waiting to release albums around tours like because nobody wants to hear that there are people that are are freaking terrified to go like some people couldn't can't wait to go to a concert right now and other people are like man it might be four years until i'm ready to go to a concert again so we're all supposed to wait for music yeah i i i i try to think because i this is why certain genres are ripe for a pandemic because if you're a hip-hop artist and you have an album locked and loaded a the music you made might not be relevant in six months because that's how hip-hop moves uh, B, you could just release single after single, like every three weeks have a single come out and it'll keep you in the limelight for whenever things come back. Um, like, but as a, if I was a business owner and I've already recorded a record, I wouldn't be releasing it now. I'm not doing that. Like I would, would wait for a tour cause that way I know something's going to sell. Like I understand it from a business standpoint, but it just, it does suck. Like as a listener, it's like, yeah. I know people are holding back shit. Like I know they are. Um, it's kind of annoying, but I also, uh, because we do what we do, I understand why they're doing it. Like it doesn't bother me really. Cause I get it. If somebody spent $150,000 recording something, that label needs to make that money back and releasing it when there can be no real promotion outside of the internet, which is the noisiest place on the planet where nothing's going to get noticed because everything's trying to get noticed. I get not putting all your eggs in that basket. Completely get it. Yeah. It's just, I mean, people are releasing stuff, but it's not a. Uh, yeah, they, they are. I, I'll tell you one thing music's doing better than TV. TV's dead. Music is, there's at least stuff coming out. I, I feel like you've got the massive artists like Taylor Swift and the Foo Fighters dropped stuff this year because they're big enough where it doesn't, it it's going to, get streams and the numbers are going to be fine. And then you've got like small bands that don't really have to tour, like doing it. And then everything in between, everyone's just doesn't know what to do. I feel like January, February, it's just going to be a flood of new music. Cause everybody's going to I think like, that people are waiting waited. as long. I, I think labels are waiting as long as they possibly can. Yeah. Um, but like, I think that you're just gonna like some of these bands, like what if these songs aren't relevant to them anymore? 
you know, yeah. like you you wrote a song because like if you've already waited a year, but you wrote that song a year before that, that's a two year old song. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but not to the I listener. don't know, not to the listener, not to the listener, but you're the one who has to play it. Yeah. You might not even you might not even like it anymore. You might and not ever get to play it that's again. That's why I'm saying like I'm not I'm not a uh a hip hop fan by nature. Uh but I am like I do love how quickly and rapidly their part of the marketplace moves. Okay. I think that rock and roll is dinosauric. I I think the music is not dinosauric. I think that the releasing of the music is dinosauric. I think that everybody thinks that you just have to wait around on a tour and then, you know, release an album and then three years later release another album. I just don't think that that's healthy for anybody. Um, I'll tell you the scary part. The scary part is right now, if all the rock bands, including us, sit around long enough waiting for things to happen. Right now, the face of rock music and pop punk is Machine Gun Kelly and Miley Cyrus. Because <laughs> they're actually making it and releasing it. I mean, Machine Gun Kelly released a pop punk-ish album, like a throwback. I can only compare it to Avril Lavigne. That's the only thing if you call that pop punk, but it's in that. I didn't vein. listen to, I didn't listen to it. Would you say mm -hmm. that it's in the long, in the, in the lines of like SR 71 and stuff like that? Yeah. I would, I would I, consider I don't, that to be. <laughs> I don't think it's that good. Yeah. I, I'm not going to give it SR 71, but I might give it. Um, Oh, American Hi-Fi? Yeah, something like that, but worse than that too. Like, it, I don't like it. It's not my thing. It's yeah. like it's like if if somebody like heard Blink One Eighty Two but never played in the pop punk band and then tried to play stuff like Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah, it sounds it would like it's trying too hard. It would, yeah, yeah, like the song. The song I heard, I was like, yeah. And then just like for the auto tune. Well, just for the and just weird. for the sake of argument, I'm gonna look up whatever his popular song is from that album. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's you spell it out or if it's MGK. It's in Machine on, uh, Gun Kelly on Spotify. Okay. Well, I'm just going to look um, and see the songwriting credits. And I want to see, like, who. Uh, but how the many new people the we new have Miley, to write a pop punk song? The new Miley Cyrus, too. I don't know if anybody's listened to that. I think she has the coolest voice in music right now. Well, one of them. Uh, but it's like that Joan Jett style yeah. rock, which I just, I absolutely despise that style of music. Um, so yeah. a re a new version of that is just not my thing, but if all the rock bands sit around long enough, we're going to be in real trouble because we're going to get taken by the, by the, uh, <laughs> the resurgence of rock due to those people, not us. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking at a song called My Ex's Best Friend, yeah. which features Black Bear. Um, and the songwriting credits are written by <laughs> Colson Baker. Uh, isn't that, is that Machine Gun Kelly? Yeah, I think that's his name, right? Okay. Uh, Matthew Musto. 
Good move, not, long. good move to not go with machine gun Colson. That would, that would <laughs> suck. Um, and Nick Nick Long and Travis Barker. So that's you know that's a four person songwriter. Yeah, you've got not, to hear it. Not, it, not it, crazy. It is. It is along the lines of like. He was a skater boy. <laughs> it's all, it's kind of, yeah. it's like that kind of pop punk thing. But skater boy's yeah. a great song. <laughs> it's a good song. It's for sure good. <laughs> but uh, it's That's not, it's not my thing. It's, it's not. And it plays off that like standing next to a brick wall holding a pink Mark Hoppus bass. Like it's like that kind yeah. of, you know what I mean? Well, I will say this. Um, the record label is really smart when they know that they have a star on their hands and that's all machine gun Kelly is. Yeah. He's a star. I think he's so they're gonna, he they're, doing something right. Sure. And they're going to exploit the star. So him starting off in the underground hip hop market, uh, making his way there and then him capturing some sort of festival play and now capturing some sort of like blink One Eighty Two style, uh, like relevance is cool. Yep. I I wish that uh like I wish there was rock bands and stuff that actually did that and understood that like oh the, we got this guy's a star in the band let's try and like foster that and make that cool. I don't think people really do that. Poppy, you're I a don't music. Know why. You're a music meister. Is there anything new that's come out that you like? Who you talking to? Uh, Pop, my Me? friend Poppy. Yep. New music? Uh, no, I haven't. No. <laughs> I haven't checked out anything new. Sorry. Fair enough. Well, never mind. Uh, the only thing I got, Smashing Pumpkins, had a new album come out last Friday. Uh, it's great. If you, uh, it's along the lines of Machina. If anybody likes that pumpkin. Oh, track. Machina Gun Kelly. I like <laughs> it. <laughs> Man, that Machine Gun Kelly song that I heard, he definitely says the word head like Tom DeLong would say it. Oh, He's like your head. In my head or something like that. It's <laughs> it sounds it sounds like they were like, let's capitalize on this. Do that. I do want you guys to check out the new Smashing Pumpkins full album. It's long. It's like twenty songs. But songs. Yep. I want you. Okay. And before you listen to it, I want you to understand this. It's got the, uh, like the hook is like Depeche Mode hook, that kind of keyboardy thing. And then it's, tell me if this is correct. It's goth pop with female background singers. And then you guys listen to it and tell me if I'm right. All right. It's not rock, but it's rockish. Right. It ain't rock, but it ain't not rock. Yep. It ain't not rock, but it's not rock. It's it's a, I would say it's adult contemporary goth pop with female backing singers. Yeah. Which is it's been which is cool. The past, it's been past couple it's been <laughs> uh the past couple weeks have been nice for my artists. Uh Bruce Springsteen released a new record, which uh, is very good. We can have some album cover help, please. My dude, dude, you have on. no idea. Come on, you have no idea. He since 
He's he's it's about he's a, I think he's going to get one of those signs behind him when he plays that says he's a BMI licensed artist. <laughs> I mean, his covers are terrible. Since, since born in the USA, everything has been bad. Be like in between. Uh, born in the USA is great. It's iconic looking. Everything after that is just brutal. But the new album is really good. And uh, it's really cool how they recorded it. They all, the E Street Band and him got together in his little cabin on his property and taught them the song. He taught them the songs while they were recording it. <laughs> and, they were, and they were allowed to do uh, three songs a day. They only recorded over five days. Are you talking about this album? That's the one. <laughs> Dude, why does he look like Amistad? Why is he I don't like, know, man. He's, he's the boss. Dre- he's dressed like he's like doing a Civil War reenactment on the cover of that. that he's terrible. the boss, buddy. The boss uh, of not, not album that, art. The album itself is very good. I will say that. Uh, and then Tom Petty released the, the box set of uh, Wildflowers. And it's uh, very, like, sprawling as far as if you like Wildflowers. There's, like, maybe 12 new songs, but it also has, like, all his home recordings of these songs and everything before he and Rick Rubin tracked them together. And it's uh, it's pretty special, uh, specifically since he's passed on. You can, like, hear the, uh, I don't know, album hits in a different way. Yeah, I I've really heard much uh, modern stuff that I've been listening to because I don't think the people that I listen to are releasing much right now. I have probably been, for uh, reasons that I said. I've been listening to Mike Tyson's podcast, and which is the best, probably the best podcast out right now, if you ask me. Uh, which you didn't, so I'll just tell you. But he interviews like people from like Mob Deep and stuff like that. So I have been in my Spotify. I'll give you my last four: Black Sheep, In Too Deep, Warren G, Snoop Dogg. That's what I've been listening to lately. Just because Mike Tyson's interviewing like gang, he like interviews like Gangstar and Grave Diggers and Onyx. You're listening in 1994. Yep. 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 I, but, uh, I will say, I, I, I kind of forgot about this. I didn't realize this album came out this year, but there's this, uh, I don't know if they're both from England, but there's this uh, drummer slash producer named Yusuf Days, and he put out a record this year. It's called What Kind of Music, and it's all like, it's not quite jazz. It's not quite like hip hop but it's kind of both. It's all instrumental. Actually, no, this album has a vocalist on it and it's super good, super good. Um, some guy named Tom Mitz. Mitch? Tom Mish, I, I looked it up. Yeah. Great album cover. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. It, it, that's, it's a perfect rep- representation of what that record sounds like. It's real colorful <laughs> and yeah, the album artwork looks great. Yeah, it's, it's super good. Uh, Yusuf is incredible such a good he's a good player so is that let's go around what's one thing you want people to listen to is that yours I would say, uh, yeah that'd be mine okay it's it's awesome 
What do you want people to listen to? I'm going to go with the new one tricks point never. It's fucking ruling. And yeah, that's I one. Look that's one. It's spelled out. O-N-E-O-H-T-R-I-X and then point never. It's really good. Um, yeah. You going with Springsteen? Springsteen Antonoff collaboration? What you got? I kind of like that Springsteen Antonoff collaboration. Um, I like bleachers in general, though. Uh, that guy's just a – he writes good stuff. I'm more of a church pew guy. Same. Bleachers. I like church pews as well. <laughs> uh, I think that the new uh, Bayside acoustic is really good. Yeah, I listened, um, to, I listened to a song of that. It's really good. Yeah, I think they always do a good uh, – a good job uh, breaking their their songs down and mm -hmm. also writing uh, acoustic. Like, I think Bayside Acoustic is an actual side arm to the band. I, th oh. I, don't, I don't think that, like, oh. I think they actually, you know, it's like a different, a whole different project. Yeah, I always <laughs> love when Bayside release acoustic stuff because we were kind of, in the i know why they're why they it became a thing because we were there for that yeah, tour why they they, initially did it yeah so i yeah. like that they've like done it it's like part of their band to me because I, I mean, some of the best yeah i love always love bayside but some of the best shows in general where it's like the crowd if you look at a show i can't describe it like after after all that happened and we were on that tour and they came back acoustic the interaction between them and the crowd on that tour was some of the, like the coolest stuff I've ever seen in a building in my life. There was like a yeah, vibe yeah. of like supportive, a very supportive vibe with a lot of people. Yeah. And like hearing those songs for that reason, it just, I don't know. It's obviously has a special place in our heart, but I think that, talent wise i just think that they do a great job at it and i think that at one point it was out of necessity at this point it is out of how good their band is at being their band yep for sure that's one of my one of my favorite things about bayside is they have themselves and their identity figured out and they use that talent within the band to to further their identity like it's great. They they fought, they crawl they like they walk this line where when I hear a new Bayside song and that new acoustic song is like this, I know that I'm gonna get weird chords that I wouldn't have never thought of. I know I'm gonna get it, but they still always surprise me with what they are. Like there's things like they Anthony and they all write, there's a way they write that is something I don't have the ability to do. And I know they're going to do it, but they still surprise me how they do it on every song they release. If that makes sense. Does that make any sense? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. They, it's because their songwriting is not dissimilar to a band like No Effects's. And it's, you know, they obviously grew up listening to No Effects, but they don't sound like No Effects whatsoever. So I'm not saying that they're like ripping them off or anything because they're totally not whatsoever. But they're using kind of strange chord progressions and like rhythms and stuff like that. 
but you don't notice it until you start listening for it, uh, which, which makes it Bayside. Yeah. But it's like we, you know, like most bands would, if they were trying to replicate a Bayside song, they would just pick regular chords. Bayside chooses interesting chords. Yeah, for sure. I couldn't do that. I, give me the damn power chord, man. <laughs> give me that power chord and give me the power chord of the four chord rhythm and I promise you I won't let you down. You give me <laughs> the the augmented minor seven and the whatever, the six, eight time and I, I promise you we are a bad band. Bayside, Bayside straddles so many lines for me. <laughs> like they they do like Bayside's the only band I will I will allow and enjoy a wanky acoustic solo. Like a, like and not wanky like in a bad way, but it is more soloy. Like they are soloy. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a real solo. Yes. It's a real and, guitar solo. And for some reason with that band, I don't know if it's because I know them or if I just like how they do it and they just tweak it that little bit to where I like it. I don't find it cheesy when they do it. However, when anybody else does anything remotely close to what they do, I do find it cheesy. But for some reason, it fits their band, and it, it, I, for some reason, I don't find it cheesy at all when they do it. They always do it in a, re- a very tasteful way. Yeah, it's like musical. It like remains like, to be musical. It's like shreddy, but like always kind of references like the vocal melody and stuff. So you, it doesn't feel like all oh, this guy is just trying to play as many notes as he can, although he's playing. Yeah. He's playing some really complicated stuff. It's cool. Yeah, but for sure. There's a lot of melody uh, to it. I just noticed that another new album came out, and I'll have, to, I'll have to be listening to this during the snowfall today. Matt, what's your favorite Jimmy Buffett album? <laughs> Songs You Know By Heart. Guess what his new album's called? <laughs> what is it? Songs You Don't Know By Heart. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm not, I'm it ain't not broke. Can I give you can I give you a little songs you know by heart trivia on my life? So sure. I had the tape growing up, I had the tape <clears throat> of Songs You Know By Heart. Poppy, you'll be the only one probably that will see see eye to eye with me on this. And growing up, you all know the lyric, Good God Almighty, which way do I steer, right? No. Well, it's a Buffett. Go on. Go on. Uh, And then I think there's another one where he says, God damn, or something like that. My dad, I was like eight years old. My dad went back and deleted where he said God (laughs) from the the tape. So, Damn, Phil. I appreciate the hustle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So... I would say 1980, 1988 to 89, somewhere in there, uh, deleting the word God from a tape is the equivalent of burning Harry Potter books now. Yeah, man, you got, <laughs> you got censored. I did. Oh, my God. And ever since I, then, you can't keep me down. I'm, I've got, I'm buying yeah. office DVDs in case I get censored again. <laughs> I've, I've, got, I've got a little – I've got two things I want to touch on. One is the censored thing. Me and Marley were just driving around the other night and we were, he had a playlist going and it had an NWA song, maybe a couple NWA songs. I told him the story about when I got straight out of Compton on cassette tape, I didn't realize it, but I had a censored version. 
because there was no explicit sticker on it and I didn't know. So when I actually was in the back of a pickup truck with some friends of mine, when I was a little older, I remember like hearing it and I was like rapping along and I said like the words to the censored version and all my friends are like, what did you say? I'm like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, this is different. Like what, why is he saying that? And they're like, what's going on? I'm like, no, the line is blah, blah, blah. And they're like, no, the line is something more explicit. Right. So, so I spent years, I, I can still almost remember the censored version more than the real version because I've never, I've never owned the real version to this day. I, I don't, I've never really, I mean, I've heard it, but I don't own it. That's like, uh, so, what's the gin and juice censored version? I still remember it more than I remember the regular one where it's like oh, rolling down the street, smoking, smoking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sipping on gin and juice. Yeah. Is, is it smoking endo? Yeah, that's it. Okay. Smoking, smoking. It's definitely smoking. smoking. Uh, I was listening to the other day. I went, I've been on a Bone Thugs and Harmony kick for like two weeks. It's basically it's one of the things I've been listening to a lot. And I was like, I'm going to listen to Easy E. I went and listened to an Easy E album. There is a song. I, I do not suggest the listeners going to listen to this song. <laughs> but there is an Easy E song called Nobody Move. It's not good. And I, I rewound it 10 times to, to just the lyrics that he says are so beyond cancelable. <laughs> I mean, they are, it is unbelievable. Now that I say that, everybody's going to look them up, but it, it blew my mind that it, this is on Spotify. Like Spotify is going after Rogan for talking to the wrong people. And this is on Spotify. I'm like, okay, I'm about to go there with a sign. Be like, make a, make, make a decision, fellas. Like, I know you got the algorithm, but there is this easy E song is, it's wild. But that that hip hop of that era, man, they just literally did whatever they wanted. Okay, so that's my other thing. Like, how? And 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 I don't know this. I'm not. I am not part of this culture, so I don't know. But how are some rap records like? How do they get away with saying some of the shit that they say? Like, how is it that? it's still up it's like still streaming like the f word gets dropped in a rap song more times than which f word like, uh the one <laughs> oh sorry the three the three letter word not the four letter word. okay okay yeah sorry uh yeah definitely yeah, not yeah definitely not the word fuck um <laughs> but but like me and marley just had a conversation about that he was like yeah, I don't really know. And I'm like, yeah, I don't understand this either. Especially when you hear it, it doesn't sound like it's derogatory or, or like, or with any sort of hatred. It just sounds like a word that's being used. And I'm like, I don't know how I feel. I mean, I don't, I don't feel good about it, but I'm like, how is this still okay? Yeah, I, I think, it, I don't think that I, I do agree with you. There does not come with like a, a sense of hatred or something. It, it's just like a thing that probably was normal to say in 1991, you know. And I'm even talking about newer records. Like, oh yeah, I've heard 
I've heard it in something that's probably within five years. And I'm like, hmm, they're still still saying that, are they? Tyler the creator, Tyler the creator uh, was ripping it constantly. That's that's who we're that's who I didn't want to drop any names, but that's exactly who we were listening to. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, hmm. Goblin is full of it, which I love yeah. that record so much, but it's just chalked full. It's like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's strange because I'm like, I would assume that he is a very progressive thinking human being and but i'm like how how is that like not throwing up question marks yeah i don't know it's very it's I, very I, strange i think the way he the way he uses it now granted it's like an off it's like a word you can't use anymore so whatever mm-hmm. but the way he's using and it's not like he's I don't know. It's not aimed. It's like he aims stuff at like Haley from Paramore. You know what I mean? Like in that, in like one of those songs, like, and then he'll drop that kind of stuff about, I forget somebody else. You can tell he's just using it as like a, like, like in, in, instead of saying asshole, he says Mm -hmm. that word. Mm -hmm. Like, so I don't think it comes from a bad place. I guarantee if you asked him, he's like, yeah, I I wish I didn't say that on an album. Mm -hmm. I guarantee you would say that. Well, um, but a, he would probably also say, like, I didn't mean it to hurt anybody's feelings, but I wish mm-hmm. I didn't do it. Well, here's another thing, too. So, like, I'm an Ice Cube fan, and on old Ice Cube records, he would drop it. He would drop the longer version of it, and it would be censored. And I don't – I'm not talking about a censored version of the record. Right. They would do, they would do like, the little, like – Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Tr- so – they purposely put that word in there and then censored themselves <laughs> yeah. because they are definitely dropping the hard f bomb. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, they know exactly what they're saying. So, but they're censoring it. It's like you know what you know what word's going there, right? And so it's strange that that's another context of it. It's like okay, this guy's putting it on there. It's meant to be used in the wrong way but they're censoring it themselves like what is the reasoning for that like why are they doing that but it's it's all over it's all over early 90s hip-hop like all yeah in in the in the ice cube stuff would be definitely 90s era yeah but i think i think that a lot of that i mean now i'm gonna guess why people were talking in the early 90s in hip-hop i mean wow boy am i not qualified for this but uh, I just think that there were just things you would say, not thinking about it. And then you would just say that in a song because it's things you would say, but it's, it's funny. I mean, it's just, if you look at it, people are people now, this is back to like cancel culture and stuff like that, but there are words that are being outed from being used in general, but, and people are like, Oh, we don't get to talk like we used to all this kind of shit. Language has been evolving since the beginning of time. It, it's of just course. going to happen. Like, there are but, things there are things we say now in regular conversation. In ten years, we will not believe we said. Like they're just yeah. That's just how so it's going would, to work. My question is, why do people want to talk like that? Why Why do people want to use words that are clearly derogatory against some other type of person? Like, why would you ever want to fight for that? I think if, if you're doing things that make people feel bad, you're probably doing the wrong things. And I think that that's one of the worst parts about the internet is that 
people love to make people feel bad for some reason. Not everybody. I'm definitely not saying everybody, but there's definitely people who have low self-esteem out there that are just destroying each other on the internet and, you know, kind of, kind of a bummer. Well, everybody, everybody, everybody doesn't deserve a voice. <laughs> I think everybody thinks they deserve a voice when it comes to, uh, vaccines. I'm going to, I'm going to do this. So vaccines, right? That's what everybody's talking about. And people are like, I'm not taking, everybody says this. I'm not taking the first round of vaccines. I'm going to see how this goes. Like everybody's like smarter than their neighbor. Bullshit. If, if I, I told myself. This isn't the iPhone. You don't have to wait <laughs> on the ass. I told myself this. So I'm, I'm one of those people like, I ain't taking that vaccine for, at first. And then I thought about it. And here's what I'm going to do. If I could sit in a room across the table from the doctor that invented the vaccine and tell them why I don't want to, why I don't trust their expertise, then I should wait for the vaccine. But if I can't do that and feel good about my talking points, I have to take the vaccine as soon as I can get it. And quite frankly, I'm not qualified to prove a doctor wrong that invents vaccines. Therefore, I'll be just trusting the experts on this one. And I think that's the only thing you can do because quite frankly, my uncle that wears an NRA hat, I doubt he's a vaccine expert. Highly doubt it. I could be wrong, but I'm going to say he's not. Uh, but, I like he, but I bet he LARPs this one on the internet if I had to guess. I like people who like, they're smoking cigs all day long and they're worried about a vaccine. Yep, ain't going to kill me. Ain't going to kill me with that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's like, man, you really, you are a wild individual. Yep. Like think, thinking about stuff like that. It's but, like, it's, I don't know, man. They're, not everything is some sort of like conspiracy against your freedom. Some things are. You know, like it's, <laughs> I'm not saying everything. I'm just saying that like in, in general. Like, I don't think I don't think don't everybody want... I don't think everybody should have should be able to voice their opinion on whether a vaccine that you don't even understand the concept of is safe or not. Like yeah. you have no concept. You have you neither do I. I. I've been told it has to be shipped in really cold containers, and the number that I see of how cold it has to be is a number I can't even commute, compute. Like I've been in negative thirty-five. I don't understand what negative 700 even means. So yeah. why do I get to judge? Uh, speaking of, I want to show you this shirt, JT. This should be the one shirt you get for Christmas. <laughs> I love that shirt. Yep. Uh, for the listeners, it's a Marlboro logo, but instead of Marlboro, it just says America, <laughs> which is <laughs> badass. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's just it, it, like that sort of stuff, like, it drives me crazy. Like we, I don't, I don't know what we're trying to do. I don't know where, like, I don't know why we're so worried about like certain things that we feel infringe on our freedom. Like I, I, I don't get it. I'm never going to get it, but you know, I'm, I'm the type of person who doesn't want to be, doesn't want to buy anything or stuff like that. So I'm like a weirdo. 
We are are living in a time, I just try to tell myself this, to be like, okay, of course, everybody's like, this is the craziest time of all time. Eh, Probably not. Um, But for now, I guess it is. But we are living in a time where the, throughout history, the people with the least amount of money were the skinniest. And we are not in that time anymore. Like we have, we have a, we have a, uh, <laughs> we have like a sugar problem in America and the, the, the people with the low part of the income are the, are the people with the problem and the people with the, the people in San Francisco are the skinny ones. It's, it's a bizarre flip on everything uh, from history, a history standpoint, I'm not trying to make anybody feel bad. Trust me. I've, I've seen myself with a shirt off. It's not great, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we just live in a strange, weird thing. And now everybody got a voice on the internet and I'm not sure we should be using it for everything. Like we should be sharing new music. We like, we should be sharing that stuff. Um, questioning doctors on a vaccine. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah. I, I find, I just find it hard to believe that everything is bad out there. That's a that's a brutal way to live. Well, you get more attention. The the social media is built to give negativity to give you more attention for being as extreme as possible. I mean, yeah, I I get that. While go to Hulu and watch the six nine, watch the six nine documentary, and you'll and you'll you'll know. The six nine documentary on Hulu is just great. I suggest you all watch it. This is literally somebody that was like, if I do everything to get looked at, I'll eventually get looked at. And boy, was he right. (laughs) Yeah. Like that to me, that speaks to like people just like a big, bright flashing light. You know, that's it. They, They like, for some reason, people love controversy. They love to talk about it. They need it in their lives. And that is just something that like has never appealed to me. And I don't mean to cost you six, nine. I just mean like if I saw somebody painted like silver, I wouldn't feel the need to call my friends and say, Hey dude, there is somebody who's painted silver down here. I can't figure it out. Like he's crazy. He's going to kill us. I don't think, I think that I don't find anything controversial at this point, but I think as people get more uh, sensory, it's easier to be controversial. Like you don't really have to do much to be controversial now. So it just makes it easier to break through that, break through that wall at this point. Cause once everybody is like watching every word that comes out of their mouth, the only thing you have to do to be popular is say the word and then you're popular to a, maybe to the wrong people, but you're going to be popular. Um, it's just so, it's so easy to be controversial. Like it, when Bob Dylan was going against the Vietnam War, it wasn't easy to be controversial. Now it's just like, eh, here we go again. Boring. Yeah. Like, what, if, like, what about gr- growing your hair out is to be controversial? <laughs> there were signs hanging out in like hanging up in diners that said no long hair is allowed. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like but all I, you had to do it. All you had to do is not have a high and tight haircut and you were considered a conscientious objector. Yeah, you're part of the counterculture. Now it's like Yeah. Now now if you have the same politics as Nike and Sephora, you're part of the counterculture somehow. I don't get it, but 
apparently that's how it works. I, it doesn't make any sense to me, but it's, it's all bizarre, but I don't think, I don't think, I feel like the internet has ruined controversy. Like remember when diss tracks would come out and people would be like, Oh my God. And now it's just, who cares about that? Like now, do you know who Tory Lanez is and Megan the Stallion? Tory Lanez released an album where he talks about shooting Megan the Stallion and then he goes to jail for shooting her. And his album's about that. Or I don't know the whole history, but I read like a little thing about it. And I'm like, to be conscious, like the new disc track is like actually shooting someone <laughs> and writing an album about shooting them. Like back in the day, you used to just say like, oh, that person sucks or something. That was the track. Now we have yeah. to actually go shoot them and write an album about it. It's like, God, like nothing is it's, controversial. So now you have to murder people to be controversial. It's like, oh my God. Same. I, will I will tell you this. There's some controversy in my home, my hometown of Troy right now. <laughs> If you want con if you want controversy, I got it. Hit us with it. I, I got it in droves, buddy. What's the deal? <laughs> so every year they do the Troy, Ohio Grand Illumination. There's a traffic circle in the middle of Troy, and there's a big gigantic Christmas tree that they put there. Which obviously you would think they're probably not gonna do this year because of COVID-19. Um, and there was, you know, all the businesses were getting together. They're like, I don't know, should we do this? Should we not do this? And then uh, one of the people were like, nah, we're not gonna do it. And then the mayor was like, the, tr the grand illumination shall continue. And then so the whole town is mad at each other. So they do it anyway, and it like six thousand people show up. Oh my god! No masks, nothing, and we're all sitting at home. Obviously, nobody I, I know is at this thing. But, I saw a uh, photo. It looked like Woodstock. Yes, <laughs> it was, Woodstock, nineteen sixty nine, in Troy, Ohio. Are there six thousand people in Troy? Who's watching this? I, as far as I can tell, they're coming from California. They're like, For as far as the eye can see, everybody is in Troy, Ohio, to watch this tree get lit up. God, damn! To get a Christmas lights, like, come on, <laughs> come yeah. on! You got you got fifteen streaming services at home. Do it. I got I got questions about Troy right now. That's, but that's yeah, so like <laughs> all, all the, you know, I I don't know how to describe them, but like all the Dayton. Uh, I don't know, Dayton elites, the Dayton Facebook elites maybe, uh, are super mad at Troy right now after seeing these pictures, uh, posting them everywhere. And, uh, and the city of Troy had to turn all the comments off on their uh, Facebook page because they posted these pictures thinking, like, thinking that they were like super proud of it. You know, be like, look, there's people everywhere. Everybody's enjoying the grand illumination. <laughs> and all hell broke loose. I'm talking hundreds of comments and then out of nowhere, they're gone. Yep. Somebody had to have been like, oh, we fucked up. Turn them off. Pull How do we get them off here? How do yeah. we get them off here? Uh, but yeah, it's, it's like, like, why do we, I feel like people, they crave at this exact moment, we are at a weird crossroads where people 
have COVID fatigue, and I don't mean fatigue because they have COVID, they are tired of hearing about it and tired of dealing with the protocols, which I would say, if you stop doing that, that's not going to take it away or anything. So it's just where we are. Uh, we have to deal with it to get it to leave. Uh, but, and then we have people who crave normalcy. Man, I've been going to the Grand Illumination for years. COVID's not taken that away from me. Mm -hmm. And it's like, people are afraid to lose, like this is one year out of our life. People are afraid to lose these little tiny traditions. And like, that's where me is like an anti-collector. I think that's where like, I have the ability to like move on quickly. Like I just try to make honest, easy, pragmatic decisions. I don't let like emotion get in with it. You know, like if, if they're telling me that 6,000 people are going to show up to something, which is super spreader as fuck, that's enough for me to go. I will not be there. It's the and same I, reason, same reason I'm not going like, I'm not going to a protest or a march of any kind ever because there's too many people. And if that gets out of hand, you don't want to be in that. And that's the same. There's too many things. It is, it is funny back to the controversy thing. Our counterculture in 2020 are people that have Thanksgiving dinner with their family and go watch trees lit up. That's the counterculture before it was <laughs> anti-Vietnam. Now the real counterculture is says, Nope, we're having Thanksgiving this year. Whoa, you're the, those are, that's the Woodstock people and, now. And guess what? <laughs> I'm going to fly to it. Yeah, I'm going to fly to Thanksgiving. <laughs> what do you think of that? That's the counterculture. The Vietnam protester is that now, which is kind of awesome. To be honest, that is pretty ruling, actually. When Thanksgiving dinner becomes controversial, I never thought I'd see the day. That's pretty funny. Uh, yep. Yeah, the, the city of Troy probably shouldn't have done that. Um, but hey, if you're going to go do it and fucking not wear a mask, you probably shouldn't do that. But hey, who am I to tell you what to do? I guess uh, calculated risk. I could, I could get in a wreck driving my car, I guess. I, I don't know. I probably shouldn't Too drive soon. a car. I don't know. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, Mark. So, speaking of that, and this is all I'll say about it. Sorry, Mark. Uh, sorry to set you up perfectly with a segue. Uh, on Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving, I was on my way up to Troy and I was in Troy and somebody, some old man pulled out at a traffic light that he was stopped at at red and the car in front of me hit him, spun him, and then they hit me. Um, and not to pick on the city of Troy, but I was I was a little thrown off that between the police, the ambulance that came, the firefighters, basically all the first responders, there was 18 people that showed up that worked for the city and not a single person was wearing a mask. And they were all coming into the car like, you okay? And getting up on, you know, and, um, and then the tow truck driver showed up and nobody was wearing a mask and it was weird. Well, they probably, they probably know more than the doctors are like, oh, outside you can't, uh, you can't transmit, I'm sure. Yeah, it was it was raining real bad. Maybe that kills it. Yeah, it, kills. <laughs> but, it weighs it down, I, weighs I, down the mall. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. That, that being said, the they all did a great job. They were all there quickly and cleaned it up. And so other than the no mask thing, I have I have no no gripe. It was they did an awesome job. 
Why did the internet make everybody an expert on everything? Because it happens it, because it happens I, every single year. Last mm -hmm. year, uh, last year we were all lawyers. This year we're all like political science experts slash doctors. Uh, once Joe Biden won, lawyers. we all moved. Once Joe Biden won, we all moved to doctors. Now we're all now we're all doctors. Oh, my my favorite is an particularly like some, an older person in my family. They're always just like, well, if they get it, you know, you guys are young. If you get it, and then like, and then if you t if you tell them about anybody who got it, and they're always like, what well, did they smoke? They're always like, did they smoke? If they smoked, it's bad. It's like you can you can get this if you didn't smoke. I think I think really bad. The thing is, you could literally say anything. I could say I could say. Uh, Fish does fish don't exist. Fish fish aren't real. Birds are, birds aren't real. Yeah, fish mm -hmm. aren't real. If I search fish aren't real, I bet you I could find a website that will prove that fish aren't real. I would read that website and then go go down to the to the town hall and make my claim, and then I'll just be rehashing things I just read. That's that's the real problem. Is people. People like back in the day when people were smart, quote unquote smart, they would read something in a book, take a test. And then if they remembered it long enough, they could repeat it later on and come off as smart. That's all smart means. Well, now the book is the internet and we can just repeat anything we ever read and pretend we're smart. And I do it too. I mean, there have been so many times I have caught myself at dinner going, I heard a podcast the other day and they say that blah, 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 blah. Like, I'm just, I'm not real. I don't really know this shit. I'm just going off what some dickhead said once. And then I'm repeating it at a dinner to portray myself as smart. That's all anybody's doing. Essentially. Tell me internet. lies. Tell me sweet little <laughs> <Yeah>. lies. <laughs> but everybody's doing it. The internet is essentially one big Wikipedia page that anybody can uh, change edit. And, and edit. Yes. Yeah. And then. I hate that when you search some something, sometimes Wikipedia is the first site that comes up. I'm like, ah, it's not, I'm going to go here. Cause maybe they'll, maybe if I'm just looking for like a band member, like, Oh, what's this band member's name? Then I can go to Wikipedia. But if I'm trying to find out like something a little more factual, the last place I want to go really is the internet. I yeah, just think that we, we are totally fucked. I think that, if you're willing to spread whatever your narrative is and the article that you're looking at and you believe strongly enough in it and it's from a website called uh, freedomact.guns, <laughs> I think that maybe there might be a little bit of bias. Same. It's, that's the same with everything, though. I mean, it's... That's what I'm just saying with everything like New York times. Is, when I see the words, New York times, I go, eh, that's debatable. Like that's whatever. That's, that's New York the night times. times. <laughs> that's the New times. York times. But I'm talking about ultra fringe things it, that are very, that are highly specific. I'm talking about like, if, if your favorite fruit was the apple, and it's coming, you're going to send somebody to a website that says oranges are total bullshit dot apple gov. Like you're good. You just understand that that is coming from the total polar opposite side. And of course they're going to be talking shit 
about whatever side is the opposite. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, once, once, I mean, I, this is part of, this is what I, I think this stuff's interesting, but once all your main things, like they all like kind of posed as biased before, but it was like, well, they were postured well. Once the New York Times, CNN, and everybody just went left, it opened up a whole world of freedom.guns.net.government sucks. Like it just opened up that whole realm because everybody's like, oh shit, well, now they've all chosen a side. We got a whole market over here. Let's go. Like, and then it's just, it's that whole, it's the, it's just the internet's fault. I mean, you can, nothing is real at this point. Uh, everybody's incompetent which is great. Actually, I, I enjoy watching that because everybody's. I find it weird. I was talking, I was having a conversation the other day and I find it the weirdest <laughs> twist and turn of 2020 is the fact that everybody loves cops. And uh, what was it out of the way? Like beforehand, everybody hated cops. It didn't matter how what political side you stood for. The cops were the man. I don't know. They if that's, were, they, I don't know if that's. It's not true. I don't know if that's true. If you don't think a, people if, love. You don't think people love cops enough to fly flags. Uh, well, I'm I, talking. I well, I think it, I think I don't even think they love cops. I think they love to make liberals cry again. I don't think it's, I don't think it has anything to do with the actual thing that was doing. I just think it, it triggers the people with, it triggers somebody with purple hair and that's funny. So I'm going to do it. Like, I think that's really what the deep down. Thing why, is. That, that's why are you, the why are you picking on the purple system. hairs? <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. That's, I think, a, that's a second purple hair comment. I don't think it goes. <laughs> <But> that's, the, <laughs> that's the, that's the worst part of society. That's why I can't handle those people. Those are the exact people who would walk into a room pick out the person who is clearly the weakest and just start to destroy them. Uh, well, I mean, all these things, they're not, these are not one-sided problems. This is a two-sided problem. This, this thing, in my, in my opinion, it goes, I think it goes to, Oh yeah. Call me a racist. Well, watch this. I know you don't like cops. So now I love cops. So once you think like, I think it's just, I think it's that it's like fourth grade playground shit. Like I really do think it's that, and that's what I'm saying. I think that that's a on both sides. I think everybody's just being a little a little whiny baby. Everybody, and like I'm doing I, the same thing that I hate. But like I have I have talked to somebody that watched the Social Dilemma and said, "Man, can you believe people fall for that?" And I'm like, "Really?" Like I think everybody thinks that they're the one that's not falling for any of it, which is total bullshit. <laughs> like I think we're all falling for all of it. All of us, but everybody thinks everybody else is crazy, and I'm the genius that could never fall for it. Bullshit! You fallen for it. So I think that's the that's the real problem. I think everybody is like everybody thinks they're smarter than everybody else, and that makes everybody stupid. Well, I mean that's definitely a conundrum. That's definitely like putting us all like we all live under a dome. Like, did you watch Social Dilemma and go, see, that's how they do it. Like, you're the fucking mastermind. Like, Yeah, I've been running these ads for years, man. Yeah, you're like, see, that's how they do it. All these people on their phones, like, that's how they do it. I mean, all these people are like obsessed with their phones. It's not me. Definitely not me. Everybody but me. I think everybody watched Social Dilemma and thought it was talking about everybody but them, which is is the ultimate troll to me. Like, 
I love that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think we're just in a I weird time think, where everybody wants to. Uh, I think it's. I think it gives you social points to either to shit on someone. That's it. Whether it's someone going to watch a tree get lit up without a mask, it you can go on Facebook and share that those people are irresponsible and stupid, and then somebody in your friend group will call you brave and courageous for saying that. It's not brave. Yeah, I think. And then I, the other side that is, that is the same problem. too. The other side's the yeah, same. Yeah, I too. think that. I think that's a problem. I think that everybody wants like everybody wants something out of what they're doing. And like, I think that having conversations with people, having like face to face conversations with people, like, I don't think you would ever get to the level that inter that the internet, uh, yeah. that the internet is. And I think that that's just where we are. Uh, I think that you would never like, well, like the, some of the stuff that my grant, my 87 year old grandmother posts, is clearly an indoctrination of the internet. Clearly. I've known this woman my whole life. I've never once heard her talk or speak like this. Never once yeah. until the last year. Like, clearly that's a problem. I'm yeah, on you mute because really my dog's freaking out. Sorry. <laughs> it's very easy for them just to click and share all the stuff their their friends saying woof woof woof. <laughs> Is that the sure shot? <laughs> uh, yeah, but that that's the problem. The problem is is that we they're they're in a generation where news is news. There is no spin to it, and they don't understand that now it is very easy to share stuff that is not news whatsoever. You know, yeah. like it is clearly has an agenda from whatever side you're looking at. I'm not just blaming like freedom dot guns. Uh, I'm just saying in general, it, like if it's anybody, just, it's, if it's anybody posted, news. if anybody posted anything and nobody commented, they probably would never post it again or any, they probably like, no, oh, whatever. But the fact that For people sure. say like, oh, this person sucks. And then somebody says, you're so brave and courageous for saying that. Automat, you want to post it again, obviously. You got called brave for the first, like none of us are brave. Like, well, that's, but that's, snowing that's and I turn the, my heat on. I'm not brave. Like, that's what the, yeah. But that's what the weird part of the serotonin hit is. It used to be like you would raise your hand in class because you knew the right answer because you studied and it made you feel good when the teacher was like, that answer is totally correct. Good job. That was your serotonin hit. Now your serotonin hit is, uh, how can I prove that everybody should be able to own assault rifles? Well, let me go to assault rifles dot freedom dot, you know, whatever that is going to prove my exact thing, even though the information is inaccurate or not even, there is no information there whatsoever. But as long as it's proving my narrative, somebody's going to talk about it and it's either I'm going to be able to argue or I'm going to get praise. So you win both scenarios. Yeah. And that's, yeah. where the ser that's where the serotonin hit hits. It's either can we have an aggressive argument, which is what some people absolutely want, and then other people just want the praise, like you said. 
So the serotonin hits entirely different. Some people used to play sports to hit the game-winning shot, and they got a serotonin hit there, and that's wonderful. Or to play really good defense, and your coach says, hey, man, you're really hustling out there. I love that. That's your serotonin shot. But now we are so far past that to where people just want to see comments. Like it used to be four years ago. Nobody you cared win. about com- you comments. They way. just wanted likes. Remember when people just yeah. wanted likes? Mm-hmm. Likes were enough. We don't even got to talk about it. But just once hit you, that yeah. fucking like button. But once me. you got the likes and you got some attention, what's the, what's the goal of getting some attention? Obviously, you want more attention. Uh, yeah, more attention. Exactly. The attention comes from going from going to an extreme. Like if I say something very benign, like, "Hey, uh, AR-15s are pretty much big, scary-looking handguns." If I say that, nobody's going to care. But if I say AR-15s have no place in this society, then I get then I get the love and the hate. And then I get to argue with the people yeah. I don't agree with. And I get to have people tell me I'm brave and amazing for saying that. And then I'm the real winner just because I picked a. You got a, you got a little Alex Jones in your voice there. For <laughs> I'm just saying, if I, if I just say some crazy, like wild statement, I get way more attention by doing that. Yeah. And it, and yeah. It, that's it. That's just what I, people are doing. I think, I think the saddest part of it is everybody like, wanting and needing uh human internet contact yeah you know what i mean like that's like attention yeah your your happiness and your your sadness come from people that you have no idea who they are most of these people don't exist to you they're just blank comments and everybody's riling each other up like that would never happen if somebody just, yelled at you, if somebody yelled at you on the street, you would be like, "That's weird," and you just keep going. You'd be like, like, "I ain't going. I ain't going I back down there, man." There's some weirdos yeah. down there. The you thing is, nobody's like, yelling at people on the street. They're all just yelling at each other on the internet. Stuff they would I, never I do in real life ever. I know that, but that's what I'm saying. Like you, <laughs> but you would definitely wouldn't be like, "All right, let's go, motherfucker." Yep, I'm engaged. Like, I'm, I'm getting out. I'm getting out of here. It's like, I'm getting out of here. No, if somebody on the street yells at you and you engage, that's actual bravery. You on Facebook, not brave at all. I don't care what your thing is. Yeah, you're not brave for typing something to the to the ethos on Facebook. It's just not brave. Yeah. No, thanks. Did anybody other than me watch Hillbilly Elegy? No. No. <laughs> but I listened to a uh, podcast with a bunch of socialist dudes, and all they do is shit on it constantly. That's all. It's, pretty, it's pretty popular to shit on, uh, which is one reason that I watched it. I just wanted it because, like, all the reviews are super awful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just wanted to see, like, because it has good people in it very good actresses uh and it has a very good director but in 2020 nothing is safe and nothing is sacred so like i just wanted to see what it was all about and it's based in middletown uh and i know that area very well so i just wanted to see what it was all about uh and i would say like 
in order to, and now I have not read this book that it's based on, so I cannot go off any sort of accuracy of how true to the book it is. All I know is it's written by J.D. Vance. That's all I know about the thing. Yes, it is written by J.D. Vance. It is about J.D. Vance's uh, um, childhood uh, growing up in Middletown, Ohio, with a mom that is a drug addict and just kind of being raised by his grandmother, who is like a classic generational enabler. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, so the movie itself, totally fine. It's not going to blow anybody's mind. Uh, so it's not, to me, it is absolutely not a controversially bad movie. You, you will not watch this movie and go, oh my God, the acting is awful, or oh my God, the acting is incredible. I want to be a playwright now. Like, it's just, it is exactly what you think it is. So there is no controversy. You either go, you know what, that was pretty good. Or you go, not for me. What End do people hate about it? What do people hate they hate it? the They hate the fact that it seems like an Oscar grab. Like, uh, I don't know, like Glenn Close is like, doctored up to look like the most white trash per and we see these people everywhere you know what i mean we know what these people look like uh that's what like middletown looks like it's very accurate and like so imagine what that person would look like in the 90s just smoking cigs hair wild as fuck Mm -hmm. like so are people mad at the fact that it's a like a like hollywood people pretending like like uh, finding out how the low class lives or something like that. That's kind of a little bit about it, but how else would you, you're not going to hire those people. They're not actors, but also how every scene of it is like set up as some sort of like Oscar winning performance. Gotcha. So everybody's mad about that. Like clearly you want to win Oscars with this. Every Every part of the movie is like ramped up. Just I don't well, the thing. Know. The thing interesting about high stakes. The thing. Of, stakes. The thing interesting about Middletown in general is a. Uh, it it shouldn't be a movie. It's just boring, pitiful, regular, sad life. And that's like it's, and that, but it's that, not a that's movie. That's what it is. That's what it is, and that's all the movie is. And I think that people like, I think some people are like, why should I care about this person? Why should I like, it looks like his mom was, it looks like a dime a dozen story. It looks like somebody's mom was a drug addict. All their family enabled her, which is why she's a drug addict. And some kid ended up going to Yale. You know what I mean? He didn't let, he didn't let that lifestyle uh, perpetuate yeah. or whatever, which is cool. It's a, it's a good, that's a good story for anybody in the world, for anybody who doesn't let the circumstances they grew up in set their life course. Right. And that is cool. I don't know anything about this person. I don't know if this book is like great. I don't know if he's a good guy. I don't know anything about I've it. Heard I'm interviews just watching with him. 
I've heard interviews with him and he seems like a fine regular, like he's, he's smart, but nice. You can, you can tell he's Ohio. Like there's something about him where it's like, it's not like he's not dying to show like how smart he is with the words he uses or something like that. Like you can just yeah. say he's an intelligent guy, but he does come off as like Ohio intelligent guy. Yeah. Um, but what I'm, what normal. I'm, what I'm saying is it's fake news. It is not controversial. It should not be controversial. It should not be getting awful reviews and it should not be getting high praise. It's totally fine. Right. It's well, an I, exact, it's an exact movie of what you think it is. It's going to be a ramped up version of that culture. It's interesting to see an outsider's take on nineties middle town, because you know what that looked like. Oh yeah. yeah. So you know what I mean? Just mm -hmm. seeing that sort of scenario and seeing like, this looks like the neighborhoods that you would never live in by choice, but you know exactly what these neighborhoods look like. And that that's all it is. And it shows does it, like- Does it focus on like the, the hell that is Middletown or does it focus on the idea of a- a kid getting out and going to college. Like which one is it like the, is it like kind pursuit of, of happiness or is it? It, yeah. Where's it, the focus? Like, like pursuit of happiness is like somehow it's charming that he's poor and living in like, uh, yeah, cause like doing it for the family and all that. There's kind of that kind of vibe to it. Yeah. Like, this, I think maybe that's the difference is you, you feel legitimately sad for Will Smith's character and you're like, I just want him to win. He's doing yeah. everything he can and he just won't get an opportunity. Uh, I just want him to win. And does this have that vibe or no? I don't, I, I never found myself going, I, I want this guy, this guy is clearly better than what's happening to him. And he needs to get out of it. I never feel like that. And then when he eventually, it, it, it's weird because it's, it's a non-linear story, meaning it's a lot of flashbacks and stuff. Yeah. So you're seeing how he grew up and you feel legitimately bad for him. And you see him start to kind of perpetuate that lifestyle. And then something snaps in him where it's like, oh my God, I cannot do this. I have got to get out of here. But then you see when he's like at, at Yale and he has to go to like grad school and like try to get like an internship and out of nowhere, his sister calls and is like, hey, mom had a heroin overdose. And like before she was just a painkiller person. Gotcha. You know what I mean? So it's like, it just shows how that is like a drag on your life. No matter what you're trying to do, it always pulls you back under somehow. So it's more about, it's more about that. Right. And I, I thought that that was interesting to, to see how something back home, you can never escape it. And it's truly an anchor because sometimes real life, that's what family is. And like, so like, but the big deal is the fact that any other time this movie would, everybody would be like, oh my God, 10 out of 10. These performances are incredible, wonderfully acted. This is 
a tearjerker. But in 2020, it's like, people are like, fuck this, man. I don't, why do we care about this person? You know, like this, everybody's overacting every scene. Right. I don't know why. Is I think what I'm that saying. the like, guys, the dudes that I listen to, the, it's that podcast from Whitesburg, those guys, and they basically they don't mm-hmm. they just shit talk it because they think it's like glamorizing the chaos when life in life in that part of the country is not like chaotic or good or glamorous or terrible or it's just so nothing that it's not really worthy of a film. It's basically. Is basically that their, their well. take that I get. Now, they don't come out and say it, but they just like shit on it constantly. Like it's an inside joke on their podcast. So. Yeah. So, so since I haven't read the book, I don't know if the book <sighs> was mired in controversy or if the book was just one of those kind of, um, what do you want to call it? Like a, a get out of jail stories, you know, like. like uh, a, I, hate, I hate the name of it. I mean, whatever it is. There aren't, there's not, I mean, there are, I don't think there's hillbillies in Middletown. It's just. No, no, no. That so that actually comes from the fact that they spent, they would spend, their family is from Appalachia, Kentucky. Gotcha. So deep Kentucky. And that's yep. where they go every summer. And that was his favorite thing growing up. And that was the time that he could escape everything is when okay. all their family was together uh, just during this like two week period in the summer. So gotcha. that is kind of, misle- you're mi- that's misleading, you're right. But if you don't know anything about it, you would be like, Hillbilly, this is like Middletown, Ohio. That has nothing to do with it. So it's actually, it's really, it's just, that was the bit, that was the part of his life that he liked. And elegy just basically means story or poem. Right, right. So like, yeah, so that's only a, that's only a small part of it. That's a couple of the flashbacks. And I think it really just has to do with, I mean, it's kind of a real life thing, you know, like. So where, so compare it to, compare it to Gummo. Yeah, it's like Gummo is like that shit absolutely happens, but it, it's in such a weird way, like where you like, scenes are uncomfortable and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Whereas this is a blockbuster Hollywood powerhouse actor version of that. Right. Ugh. You know, like I think, I think maybe some people are like, dude, my whole block is full of pill heads who are like fucking up their child's life. Like what, why am I watching this? Right. Why am I, why am I watching Amy Adams be my neighbor. So I think that, you know, maybe that fucks with some people. I, I don't know though. Like I, I, my long story short, I don't find any controversy in it whatsoever. Right. I think that it's acted totally fine. I think that it, the movie itself is totally fine. It did not change my life one way or another. It, I don't, I don't particularly want my two hours back, but I'm not going to sing praises. I'm not going to be like, dude, whatever you guys are doing, drop it. Hillbilly Elegy fucking Netflix. Let's go. Is it, on, is it a Netflix you know, like, show? What's it on? Yeah, it's a Netflix. Okay. I don't know if Netflix uh, bought the rights to it or if it's supposed to be 
uh, Netflix at the beginning. Gotcha. I don't know. Well, I'll, I'll tell you this. I might check it out in five to seven years, maybe. Unless I click on it and it says two hours and three minutes and then I'm probably never watching it. I think that's about what you're looking at, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't I think know. you. I don't think you're getting the Cliff Notes version. I, this is Hollywood. I don't know if I got it in me to watch a bunch of uh, of Hollywood actors pretend that they know about Middletown and then they make it more exciting than it actually was. I've been there. It sucks, but it doesn't suck, or it it doesn't suck in any way worse or better than anywhere around it. It just man. yeah. I find I find anybody that writes their own story a bit a bit narcissistic in general, thinking that they're an outlier of some sort. It's like, probably not. Uh, somebody's got it harder. Somebody had it weirder, but yeah, I don't know. I guess make your money. So, all right. Well, Hillbilly LG got, got a rave review from JT. He loves it. Loved everything about it. Oh yeah. It's my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> um, well, we're the, I would say the next 10 to 14 days in the life of Hawthorne Heights is going to be shipping Christmas packages, playing Christmas shows. And it's going to be a, it's going to be a brisk two weeks is basically what's going to happen. It's going to be a brisk two weeks. If everybody, if everybody wants their orders for Christmas order now, Post yes. office, post don't. office ain't post office ain't doing hot, so don't no, wait until the twenty first and hope it's coming because it's not coming. Yeah, or just or, or just know that if you place your order, yeah, don't please don't send us an email saying where's my order. Uh, yep, we warned you. You yep. uh, be smart. <laughs> I will. Forward I will tell bit. you this: the one thing that we're waiting on is the one thing that we do not make, which is the beanies. But I did get shipping confirmation, so they are in the mail. So we should be able to start shipping packages this week. Um, I have started printing the jackets. Poppy will start the three-color Lonely and Silence in Black and White themed T-shirts sometime soon. Uh, And then, you know, the cards and everything we will already have. So... Some things, sh- some things should start going out this week. We're only waiting on the beanies, um, which are on the way to us. So that's good news all around. But it's in order to get these packages ripping and roaring, we're gonna we're gonna have to start getting them out here soon. Yep, and then we're coming December fifth. We got that show. It's going to be an interesting oh, yeah. one. We're gonna change it up. It's going to be fun. Um, if you made it this far in the podcast, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully you're in that because um, that should be cool. And is there anything else? Anybody has any? Anybody got any parting words? We got, we've got uh, collect DVDs, right? We've got post the most extreme thing you can think of on the internet. Sign that. up for as many streaming services as possible. Yeah, uh, you you don't want to miss a Black Friday deal. So every website just sign up for their email list. <laughs> you don't want to miss a 25% off entire store. You don't want to miss that. Um, or you could just go to any store on Black Friday and they're all having the same sale. Um, I hope that the one thing that you've taken away from this podcast is just have fun. 
and be safe and cut the negativity of the internet out of your life. I think we say that every week and, or every time we do a podcast, and I think we truly believe it, uh, but we are all bound by the ball and chain that is the internet. We do. We do. Our podcast is, we need to cut the negativity. Now sit back and listen to us bitch about stuff for a couple hours. <laughs> I, think it's light, I think it's lighthearted bitching though. I think it's, I think it's a bunch of guys at a country store at a Cracker Barrel. The barbershop. Sharing, yeah. It's just, it's, it's stuff like that, which is what I think that the nuances, the tiny little nuances in life are what's great. Well, no, it's fine over, over conversation when somebody can go, nah, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that. On the internet, just putting it out there and be like, you just hit that inner button and then you're like, take that world. Well, well, the world's going to, the world is flying before you got here and it's going to be spinning after you're gone. You didn't, you didn't really change much with whatever you just posted in general. Yeah. Now you can do it, knock it out. You can say like, you can say whatever you want, but don't think, don't think it's bravery or courage that's making you do it. You just wanted to say it. It's fine. So yeah, the real, I, the real I, bravery has already taken place. Uh, people, people uh, saving villages from burning buildings. Those, those kind of things happen and they're not happening. They're not happening while you got something on the background and while I'm watching chopped on Netflix in the background. It's just not. Yeah. It's nothing if you guys I do wanna, brave. If you want to follow s- something and somebody that that's killing the game, if you're just, if you just like bands and stuff like that, uh, I highly suggest you follow counterparts and Brendan Murphy uh, because his Twitter account is definitely funny and it's definitely, it takes the seriousness out of wanting a band to be this grand thing that it's not. So they had a little bit of controversy a couple of weeks ago. They released a fully embroidered hoodie that was at a $100 price point and people were mad about it because they're a hardcore band. Uh, and he was like, look, dude, this thing's fully embroidered. They're just expensive to make. And he, he, all of his posts about it were really funny. And you can tell that it was maybe getting to him a little bit because they're just trying to, you know, trying to come out with cool merch. Whereas if a pop star did it, it'd be like hundred dollars. That's the cheapest thing in the world. I'll just, but since it's a different genre of music, I think that it was uh, grinding the gears a little bit. But anyway, he just posted right now, Cyber Monday sale. The hoodie is $99 now. <laughs> yes, that's funny. <laughs> and it's, ju- it's just, it's stuff like that that is not taken too seriously and is just absolutely funny because of it. Uh, do you think, do you think that they're, do you think that the internet really thinks that the guys and counterparts are sitting in Canada and they're saying, okay, no tours. I've got an idea to make some fucking moolah. What if we had a hoodie and we sold it for a hundred bucks? They did that conversation never happened. The actual conversation that happened is they say, yeah, we always make t-shirts. Like what if we did something cooler? And then they made a hoodie and they're like, they're a bit expensive. Be like, oh yeah, I mean, We'd have to charge a lot for it, but it would be cool just to do something different. And then they're like, I don't know, that costs a lot. But if, I mean, I guess we could, 
I mean, it costs us 80 bucks to make. So I guess we'd have to charge a hundred to make the same as a shirt. And they're like, yeah, just be cool to have something different in the merch store. That's the real conversation that happened. Yeah. And I'm they sure did not say, Hey, you want to pay off your car? I've got an idea. Fully embroidered hoodie. Like that's not real. <laughs> yes. And I think that the, that's the whole idea uh, of them being like, I don't understand why everybody's mad about this. We're just trying to like, we're trying to push some boundaries here. How many t-shirts can people own? And embroidery is just expensive, but maybe our fans will appreciate it. And everybody else who, who doesn't want to buy it, they'll just move on. But that's not the internet. And, he, and here's the great thing. So they were limited to 100 pieces, if I'm not mistaken. So you have, if they were free, if they were just given to them by the Canadian government, here you go, <laughs> here you go, boys. They would have made $10,000. $10,000 to a band who hasn't played shows all year helps them. There's $10,000 is a lot of money, but it is not a lot of money split between five guys, <laughs> a manager, an agent. That's bullshit. It's not going to get you in the black from, a, from 2020. It's exactly. just not going exactly. to. It, it would be fine if they were free. People that people fuck people. They're idiots. What happened, what, happened, <laughs> what happened to the lost art of going, oh, counterparts release a hoodie. You click on it and you go, 100 bucks. I ain't buying that. I ain't got 100 bucks. And then you just go, it's kind of a cool hoodie though. And then you just don't buy it. And you're like, that's cool. I wish I could get that, but I just don't have yeah. 100 bucks right now. And then you just move on. What, who in their right minds thinks, I mean, maybe I'm too old. I don't know. But when I see something that like, okay, there's a mirror that you can put on your wall and it shows you how to work out. The thing is like $5,000. I'm not saying like, actually I can buy a mirror at Target for $40. Like I'm not getting on the internet and saying that's just a $5,000 mirror that I don't have the money for that you work out in front of, which is bizarre in the first place. Like who gets off on going on there and just shitting on price and just don't just say like, Oh, I don't have the money for that. And you just move on. Like what happened to that? that like I ain't shitting on Lamborghini. I'm not going to Lamborghini's Facebook and saying like your cars are $300,000. Really? I can get a Honda. Are... I can get a Honda Civic for 22 fit to, to 22,500 man. Right. Right. But who's nobody's doing that. Like it's, it's just, just why make some I just why make somebody feel bad for trying to offer something cool? Yeah. It, it's it's people take too many liberties like because we're bands and we're all like uh approachable and you know we're not put on a pedestal, everybody thinks it's like they're right and they're uh that they're allowed just to like shit on whatever is happening like like post malone, i think that every every rock band post has malone to be broke. not yeah there's 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 30 artists who are allowed to make money and, and only 30. but and the thing is you, post like malone, you would not even you would not even consider poppy how much last time taylor swift did a pre-sale how yeah. much was was the t-shirt just a, a t-shirt. I don't want to know about anything fancy, but just a t-shirt. How much give does me, Taylor Swift charge for a t-shirt? Give me a minute because I only bought the records, so I okay. don't know. Well, just let me know how much Taylor Swift or somebody like Drake or so, like a mega artist, how much are they charging for a t-shirt? Because we print t-shirts. We know how much they make. 
All right. Or how much so, they cost. Yeah, but it. she's probably she's probably got a merch deal where they're setting the price. Like absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. I'm just, I'm just here, saying. That here, if, hang on. Hang on. Let me answer. It's thirty dollars. They're on. They're on sale right now. Cyber Monday for twenty four, baby. So that's not very much money. Thirty dollars yeah. compared to like we would normally charge twenty five or something like that. But Her like I've shirts are forty eight. I've seen yeah. at shows like my friends have been at shows where like you know like a John Mayer hoodie is like eighty five dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and but like, I, I bet you, I bet you Taylor Swift t shirts are fifty dollars at a show because she's. Yeah she's selling those merch rights and then they're trying to make their money back. Like, I will tell you this, that hoodie that Poppy just found for $48, they have that thing mathematically figured out to make their nut off of that hoodie. Nobody prices anything at $48. That's a $50 hoodie. So they're, that is not her setting a price. I mean, it, but either way, if I'm, say I'm a rich person, I'm like, I want that Taylor Swift shirt. I'll pay 40. Cool. No big deal. Say I'm a poor person. I'm like, man, I want that shirt, but I just can't pay 40. That's fine too. I mean, who, who gets on the internet and decides to talk about, I mean, is your, what I'm getting at is, is your life so fucking boring that you're talking about hoodie prices on the internet? That's what I'm really getting at. My, my point is, I think sometimes in the independent music scene, people like to talk trash like that. And in the, uh, what do you want to call it? The major label music scene. Nobody even considers it. Like if you want to, if you want to do VIP with Drake at a arena show, it's $450. No one is posting on Drake's account saying, Drake, you sell out. I can't believe you would do that to your fans. Whereas if, I don't know if counterparts and they would never do this, but if counterparts wanted to charge $50 for a meet and greet, it'd be like, I cannot believe a hardcore band would even consider charging $50 to get their autograph and stand next to them. Like, why is that such well, a difference? I mean, well, They're, well, first of all, Drake, Drake is a famous person. Like you just, it's, I know. Take, take the music out. Drake's a famous person. People pay to meet, meet famous people. Like we're, we're just guys in a band. Like we're, we're not famous people. Like it's just, it's just a different, it's a different thing. Like it's, it has nothing to do with the music. Like the fact that both things like counterparts and Drake are artists. No, Drake's a famous guy. I think supply and demand dictates your marketplace. So I think that if, while our families would probably love to be able to charge $450 for a meet and greet because we could probably do more than just get by being in a rock band. But that doesn't mean that I would want to charge $450. I just think that you get what you can when you can uh, just being an independent business. But my point is you don't got to complain about it. You don't have to like, we don't have to hear it from people saying i cannot believe you do that you're such an awful person you know you got your hoodie is forty dollars you know like it's the, just that's a lot the, of pressure at the same time i'll defend i'll defend something about drake because why not if say that drake's meet and greet is 450 dollars, right that's a lot of money for to meet a person 
whatever. Mm -hmm. If someone meets Drake for $450 and that is a life-changing experience in their life, that's a cheap life-changing experience. I mean, cars are $20,000. To change your life for 400 bucks, that ain't too bad in in the scheme of things, really. I mean, it's just not. So even that, now for me, like I... There's not one famous person I care to meet, to be honest. Like, I don't really care. If I, like, was obsessed with Justin Bieber and thought he was just the best artist in the world and I could, like, meet him and just say, you've changed my life, and then he says, thank you so much, and then just him saying that to me makes me feel awesome that I got to meet this person that actually had an effect on my life, and it cost me 400 bucks. Who cares? Like, my trash bill's 50 bucks. Like all I'm all I'm saying is it's actually not that bad of a price is what I'm saying. If, you, if it's I'm like something is, that means something to you, is I think that the value is whatever you place it in your head, and that's totally fine. I'm just saying that everybody shouldn't be coming at all the all these artists and being like, "Man, why are you trying to make a living doing this?" That's all I'm saying. Yeah, to some people, to some people, hoodies like if a really cool hoodie is 300 bucks and it, you're like, that'll make me really happy to have that. Or I've say I've, yeah, I've, I've, totally mowed gra- I've mowed grass all summer so I can buy this hoodie. It's worth it to you. For if sure. it's not worth it to you, then it's not worth it to just you. Just move on. Yeah, you don't get to go I'm, on I'm Twitter just, and say your, your just, life story. Just, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying like, if you don't want it, don't just don't buy it. Yeah, You're not at Kohl's going, hey, Guys, I was going to buy a pair of New Balance here. Why are they $85? Right. I mean, it happens. You would never do that. It happens all the time. Like, when I'm at Target and I look at the Instapot, Instant Pots and I'm like, I can't believe people pay $100 for that, for that box. It's the ugliest box I've ever seen. I lose my mind at how hideous the marketing is of the Instant Pot. And I'm like, I can't believe people <laughs> buy but I, but, yeah. but I just don't buy it. That's it. But you, you don't get on their Facebook page or on their Twitter account and be like, hey, Instapot, I absolutely hate your marketing. No. And I'm not going, just on, move on. I'm not going on PlayStation and being like, you should have made more so I could get one. No, they just, they just made what they made and they sold out. And, uh, and you we either, just got it. Who it's, cares? It's a, yeah, it's an internet problem. But it's consumer culture too. It's consumer culture with yeah. the ability to speak. It's like, oh my God, you guys are really just talking about stuff made in China. Like, God, it's like just stuff. Yeah. But yeah, if you got the money for the hoodie and it'll make you happy, buy the hoodie. You don't have the money or it won't make you happy. No need to ruin Brendan's day. You just don't buy the hoodie. That's they all I'm saying. They're not trying to get rich off a hoodie. It'd be a million dollars. That's what yep. they should do. They should just put like one thing up there and just be like, it's a billion dollars. Now how cheap's a hundred? Cool. That's something that they would do. Yeah, just put an item funny. up there for a billion dollars. Just see what happens. So. Yeah. But yeah, it goes back to everybody. Everybody shouldn't have a voice. <laughs> Bottom line. I think it's kind of cool. Yep. But at the same time, it's not. But if you want a hoodie, it's, buy it. If you don't, don't. Sweet. Just don't make people <laughs> feel bad over simple things. Actually, just don't make people feel bad in general. Definitely, I think that's not, probably over, definitely not over a product. Who cares? Yeah. 
that's a good way to look at it. Uh, well, that's it. Well, that's the podcast. About we've probably been a, statements. We've probably been annoying enough for you guys this uh, <laughs> this time around. Um, yeah, it's fun. It's fun just to hang out with no purpose, just shoot the shit. Uh, we'll probably maybe do one more before Christmas, yeah. uh, but we're going to be busting our ass the next couple of weeks to try and get all your stuff out. Um, so everybody, uh, we know that you can do a lot of different things and support a lot of different people, but we appreciate everybody who's placed an order so far. And if, uh, if you're running a little tight on finances, we totally understand that it's been a very trying year for everybody to say the least, but uh, one of our favorite parts of what we're doing is we do send out Christmas cards to our fans, holiday cards. Um, and if you could pick up one of those, you know, like we write a little personalized message and we autograph it and everything. And it's nice to get something in the mail from somebody that you care about. So uh, just go to HawthorneHeightsStore.com and, and pick up one of those. That That's one of the uh, fun things that we offer. And it's one of our favorite parts of the year. Yeah. Anybody else got any parting words? I got some partying words. Poppy, you got anything? You gonna go watch Simpsons or Arrested Development? What are you gonna do? I'm gonna I'm gonna work. Uh, I'm gonna listen to the new Casket Lottery record. Mmm. Nice. Very nice. That's what I'm gonna do. Noise. Oh yeah, Miz, you got anything? Nah, man. Thanks for all the support. Thanks for everybody that's been buying stuff. And Miz we'll is selling Miz is selling uh, hoodies for three hundred dollars. Make a little, make a little cash each on the side. Side. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So go buy it. It's at Miz dot Biz. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's the podcast. Uh, we will see you on the fifth at our acoustic show. Hopefully, our Christmas show, um, and then after that, we'll record a podcast in the future. Uh, Everybody stay safe out there. If somebody's lighting a Christmas tree, go uh, go set up a webcam and watch it from your home probably. But if not, do whatever you want. What am I going to do? LARP is a scientist. Nope. <laughs> so, all right. Well, we'll see you guys Bye, later. All right, see ya. Bye-bye. See you, dudes. Get, get.